I mean, I, I got y'all waters and stuff if you want to water. Thank you. No, we're uh, nice people here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Complimentary waters. <laughs> we did have Twizzlers, but they, um, you know, oh, that's fine. they vanished. Y'all just like old Spanish painters, I guess. <laughs> I don't know anything about these places. <laughs> I've never even seen Space Jam. It's just there. Really? I haven't seen it either, actually, though. Yeah. I heard it's I don't it's like good. telling people that. But uh, Space Jam. Are we I've never seen it. I've never seen Space Jam. It's going to be a second one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not going to see that one. Like, <laughs> got better things to do. But, yeah. Every time it's on TV, I just, like, never watch it. What's that one called again? Frida. Frida Kahlo. Or it's a painting of Frida Kahlo. You go to school for art or something? Or are you like no, I'm very knowledgeable really, on it? No, I'm just really into art. So, oh. yeah. Actually, I want that like on a shirt or something. It looks nice. Yeah, that'd be dope on a shirt. Yeah. People might I don't know. I don't know what it means though. The Nobody actually. I don't even think he knew what it meant <laughs> when he like made it. Yeah. Eating a pomegranate. Like, damn, let me just draw a goldfish coming out of it <laughs> with two tigers and the uh, I believe the uh, 1940 pistol. Style, just making stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or they were in, like, really deep thought or not thinking of anything at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, like, I'm going to just do it and see how people interpret right. it. Some of them are wackos. I love it. <laughs> Alright, uh, while you're uh, looking for the song, I'll uh, start the podcast. I sent you one. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Alright, I'll uh, pull it up when we get to that uh, segment. Anyway, it's the Podcast and Chill Show, the uh, Coconut Oil Edition. <laughs> we here, we here with uh, your your uh, music career name is that Jendi or Gendi. is that Yendi? Yendi. Okay, oh, okay. Is that your real name or Shorin? Okay. My last name is Kiba Gendi, so it's half of my last name. Uh, yeah, I will never be able to pronounce that. So yeah, so yeah. Um, introduce yourself. Uh, you know where you're from. How'd you get started in the music business? Uh, what school you went to or graduated from? Okay. Anything you would like the people to know? My name is Gendi. I come from East Stroudsburg, PA. A proud Kenyan native. I went to East Stroudsburg University, graduated May 2017 with my Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been singing since before I came out of the womb, as my mother told me, and I've been writing since I was a kid, but I started taking my music seriously when I was 18 and started recording when I was 19. So I've done a lot of songs. <laughs> so 19 you're in college right so uh mm -hmm. explain you know uh trying to handle a music career and you know doing college work on the side yeah, how was that I, like growing up when i first in started school i was a music ed major and i went to bloomsburg university mm -hmm. and i got my first experience in a recording booth with um the sigmas up there they were upperclassmen and they were looking for a singer and I was always around at the parties, and I was singing one day, and we just started linking up, and I started recording a lot of music with them, and that's when I actually started writing my own stuff. And we would actually have, like, challenges, like, who would write the best verse, and I always kind of So, like, you have a singing <laughs> battle, or, like, like, how rappers do? Yeah, some of them were rappers, and then mm -hmm. some of them liked to sing, so I would always out write some of the singers and they were trying to get tight like look at this little girl trying to think that she's better than us but I just like the competition because it just drove me to be a better lyricist 
So you said you started writing in college. When you were younger, you really had like any musical influences that you know sung their music all the time. Or uh, my dad is a singer, so he would always sing around us, and he would always play my brother and I music of any genre. So mm-hmm. we were never boxed into just like R and B and hip hop. Like we listened to some soft rock, some country, a lot of African music growing up. So I would definitely say my father is one of my biggest influences. Because uh, he told me I would just be in the car, we'd be listening to music, and I would just start harmonizing. I would never sing the regular note. I would always try to find a different note to the point where he'd turn off the radio and be looking at me like, how does she know how to do this? I didn't have any vocal lessons. Mm-hmm. So that's when him and my mom put me in the church choir, and that yeah. was basically my training. At what age was that? Uh, I want to say I was about four. Four. Mm-hmm. You said your dad was African. What part of Africa you from? Both of my parents are from Kenya. Kenya? Are you are you like born in Philly or? Mm-mm, I was born in Jersey City. Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was it like growing in a Kenyan family? Was it tough or anything, or um, they didn't hit you with sandals? Because I'd love me seeing stereotypes. No, of, they didn't of hit African me with families. sandals. Both of my parents were born there, so I'm first generation in this country. So I definitely mm. feel like being first generation of any culture, any ethnicity, is very hard because your parents are trying to instill those cultures uh-huh. and you know and they like don't that. really know about american culture right yeah. so well, my mom came here when she was 18 so she knew oh, okay. about enough mm-hmm. my father came here in his 20s so initially my mother was more easier like she was trying to embrace both the american culture as well as the kenyan culture and my father just being traditional as he is mm-hmm. would try to just instill the kenyan culture but it's hard as a kid because in your house is a kenyan culture when you go to school when you're outside yeah. of the house all your friends are american so you just don't know like all right i gotta switch it off when i get home then i gotta switch it on when i'm out the uh-huh. house so it's very difficult but i mean it's manageable mm. all right oh yeah we well, also have a uh, duffy here he's the cool host he hasn't said anything yet so uh <laughs> You want to say anything, Duffy? I'm observing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's an amazement of all the uh, beautiful uh, black queens we have right now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, black empowerment. Shout out to y'all. Uh, <laughs> so, what's your thought process when writing songs? Um, I always write from experience. It's kind of hard for me to write about something that I cannot relate to just mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not going to be real. Like, I've always loved listening to music where I could actually sit there and, like, it'll take me to a time where I was going to that place. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, music now, like, it's okay, but I'm only listening to the beat so I could figure out if I could do a freestyle to it or not. Mm. But old school songs, like, there was always a story. There was always a message. People aren't being as vulnerable anymore. So for me, it's just, like... I think the hardest thing as an artist or as a person in general is to just be vulnerable and speak in your truth. And the more you hide from your truth, the more miserable you'll be in life. So once I kind of realized to be more truthful to myself and to be more truthful in my songs, it kind of makes it easier. Yeah. Usually when you're uh, genuine, you grow more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, so trying to put on like a persona of your, your celebrity image, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I try to be as normal as I can be because I, I definitely know some people who can kind of be a diva because they have the talent and I, I try to be as very humble as I can be because at the end of the day it's a gift from God and just as easy as it was for him to give you that gift it's very easy for him to take it away if you use it in vain. So what uh, like song genres do you like typically make? You Do you do like uh, gospel or you know like rapping, rap singing I guess? <laughs> Yeah, I ca- I call it sing style. And so, like, I definitely love hip-hop. I love R&B. 
I'll listen to anything, honestly. I just don't listen to, like, any screamo. Screamo? What is that? Mm-hmm. Like, heavy metal. Mm. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, that's the only thing. Everything else, like, for me, it's like, as long as it has this good story and the harmonies and melodies are right, I'll listen to it. Mm. It doesn't matter. Yeah, me too. I like everything. You know uh, Florence and the Machine? Yes. That's, my, like, my favorite band. I like them. Mm. They're, they're, uh... Well, I like Florence. I like Florence Welch. I don't know the other the machine, but uh, <laughs> I think she sings very well. Who's your favorite artist? Oh God, I have so many. My top three have to be Biggie, Hill, Nas, no, Fifty, Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. Erica Badu, and Indiari. Oh, woman, I see that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Those are my top three. Like Lauren is really my biggest inspiration. So you like like more soulful things. Uh, who would you, you isn't like in a specific order or just random huh. like can you rank them those yeah, three it'd be Lauren, Erica and then India mm. yeah I never listened to India oh my gosh she has so many great songs you definitely have to put yourself on alright give me like three songs that I can listen to I'll check it out uh, after the show listen to Video Brown Skin and I Am Not My Hair I Am Not My Hair that's a deep one to hear <laughs> you heard it no <laughs> it came out like early 2000s I want to say it did mm-hmm. that's good oh, yeah, what, so explain like your college life outside of music what was that like for you uh, how did it mold you as a person how did you grow uh, how was the parties yeah okay, so definitely gotta talk about the parties you know my freshman how many people died go ahead <laughs> Well, actually, my teacher did pass away. My oh, damn. Year. Right, so it was very traumatic. <laughs> now I sound like an asshole it making jokes. It was very traumatic. <laughs> but um, my freshman year, I went to Bloomsburg University, and being in a traditional African home, you didn't go anywhere. I wasn't going yeah. to parties. I wasn't going to the movie theater every Friday. If so my parents your parents were tough parents, on you about, like, your grades and stuff? Absolutely. Very tough on my grades. Very <laughs> tough. If I had a 95 with the other five points. But it drove me to always do better, you know what I mean? Mm. But I wasn't always hanging out with everybody. I only went to the football games because my brother was on the football team. Um, so freshman year, I wasn't home. I was a good hour and a half away, so I was wilding out. Like, nobody <laughs> was telling me no. I always went to the parties. My grades were fine, but it was just to a point where I had to come home and get myself together because at the end of the day, can't mess with the money your parents give you for college <laughs> and you know i had to make my money because you have to pay for laundry you have to pay for your food pay for books which were expensive yeah. access codes like it was just too much yeah. so i came home and i got myself together um being at esu i commuted so i lived maybe like 15 20 minutes away from the campus so sometimes i would have to stay at my girlfriend's places if the weather was too bad or if i was too tired and it was kind of like I kind of some people thought I lived there because I was always there, but I actually kind of hated being home because I mm-hmm. always just like being around everybody and the people I surrounded myself with just always had positive vibes and we were all just trying to make it because it's kind of hard going to a PWI and you know a lot of the teachers are kind of discriminating against <laughs> you. So when you find yeah, some of those teachers yeah. who are really down for you and really appreciate you as a yeah, student, connect with them more. Yeah, yeah I mean there are a lot of white teachers that I could definitely connect to but there's definitely some staff that I couldn't and you know at the end of the day you just have to make it and get the degree mm. so. yeah yeah uh, shout out to the predominantly, predominantly white institutes that was an introducing to Jen D she brought uh, two friends with her they can introduce themselves if they want to uh if you want to like say a little bit about yourself go ahead okay I'm Lydia Joy I sing with Gendy. But that's my girl. It's really my sister. I go to ESU right now. I'm a junior. I'm studying research psychology with a minor in Spanish. Um, yeah, I'm really in art. 
Yeah, we uh, yeah. we found out before the episode. Yeah, she's really into art. Yeah, really she does acapella music. She does. Her and her sister are amazing. Joyce Would you be interested in uh, singing at some point during the episode or no? Yeah, we You got some bars ready? All right. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know Candy got bars. <laughs> Lily got bars too. She's very humble. She's very very humble. All right, and uh, if you want to introduce yourself, you know, uh. you know, she's uh, the feds are watching her, so you know, <laughs> don't want to give up her yeah, name. Right, right. Quiet. All right, we're gonna move on to like a random topic. Something that happened this week. You heard about like Monique and Netflix. Yes. She wanted like boycott because you know she thinks she's getting lowballed for what her belief worth is. So first, what are your thoughts on that uh, as a woman, mm-hmm. a black love, a black woman? Go ahead. I love Monique, and I understand the stance, but. People aren't gonna boycott Netflix. Like, yeah. nope. I mean, <laughs> Stranger Things. What what do you got on there? Fucking Martin. I don't know. Yeah, Black Mirror. They dropped like two seasons. I like, feel in like a year. people who are in her caliber and who can actually make that change, as in like rich people, they'll be able to do it. But like, as some common folk like myself who are still on the come up, I mean, I don't watch Netflix sometimes, anyways, because I forget my password. So I, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. But I, because she hasn't really necessarily been in the game for quite some time, her presence isn't as dominant. Yeah, nobody looking for Monique. That's exactly. The thing. If, if, it, if she was like making... I didn't even know she did stand-up like comedy. If, if Kevin Hart would have said it, people would be like, oh, I got to boycott yeah. Kevin Hart's on this, 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 and But yeah, they're not going to lowball him because he can actually bring in... If Jada Pinkett Smith would have said it, people would have been, okay, Tiffany Haddish, everybody's like, oh, all right, let's chill. But because she hasn't been consistent, everyone's just like, well, you haven't been in the game for a grip, so you're... Yeah, last thing I know she was in was that Precious movie. I respect her regardless, and I understand why she's saying it, but if you're not as consistent, you can't expect a consistent... Yeah. Support if you're not necessarily in the game for that long. Yeah, what's your uh, thoughts on it, Duffy? You can uh, go on, speak about it. Monique, man, <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, it's really not much to say. Just I agree with her. It's it's really a consistency thing. If you're not putting in the work, then why why are you expecting more? Yeah, know, in her interview, she she yeah. uh, brought up her resume, and then Netflix said we don't go off resumes and all that. Yeah, I mean, I watched so. I watched it. Uh, it was her in like a prison. So I like what she did. Yeah. But, you know, nobody's looking for Malik. I'm not looking for a comedian name. I'm not looking for Malik. <laughs> like, I'm looking for, like, Aziz Ansari, some, like, somebody like that. I don't know. I really, $500,000 she offered? You need to accept the 500000 Yeah, they make offers uh, based on what they think you can bring in. Like, how many subscribers you can bring in. Like, that's why they give uh, Chappelle and them big money because they give them twenty million, they could probably bring in forty million worth of subscribers. Monique is not going to bring in Chappelle money. That's why yeah. she's not going to get. Chappelle had a little hiatus, but we're still looking for Chappelle. When yeah, Monique he went to Africa somewhere. It can't get probably. Parker, but we wasn't looking for Miss Parker. <laughs> Professor Ogre. I mean, oh yeah, I remember that. You, you that was the last get, thing she was in. You get what you get. Yeah. Like when Dave Chappelle left, like he was in a very high demand. Whereas when Monique he got more when he came back for her. Yeah, but what I'm saying it's is crazy. when he left, he was at the peak of his career. So everyone yeah. has been wondering, where is he at? So that's why people kept playing his show over and over and over again. Because mm-hmm. when you leave, when you're not at your highest peak, people aren't really checking for you. Now, when you up there and you go on, like, let's say for Lauren Hill, she dipped. People were still looking for her. So to the point where she'd be having I never shows. Knew. Yeah. People kept asking, where's the other album? Where's I don't, this, I don't keep that? up with Lauren Hill, but go ahead. But I'm just saying, when you leave at the peak of your career, people are going to keep checking for you because you're so successful. Yes. Now, when you leave, when you're kind of, you know, down and out, people aren't necessarily checking for you because 
you just wanted to take a break. Yeah. So uh, one thing Monique said in there, she said there was a gender bias in Netflix and a color bias. So do you think they are biased, even though they gave two black people uh, like 20 million deals and they gave Amy Schumer uh, $13 million? So she's saying that they're biased against women and uh, black people in general. So what do you think about that? There's always been a gender bias and there's always been a color and bias. And Netflix specifically, though? No, I just feel like that's everywhere. Yeah, in America, well, that's, in America that's as a whole, yeah, most likely, true. but yeah. Like, this is just another example. Yeah, Netflix, they're giving money to everybody. They're trying to, like, be the, the biggest uh, comedian platform, and they, they offered her money. It's not like they uh, said, we're not going to give you any money. They offered 500000 That's a nice uh, that's a nice little lump sum. I don't know. So you're saying there is a gender bias, though, in Netflix? That's what it's looking like. Like, I don't think Amy Schumer is that funny. Like, but yeah, if she can bring in... Uh, new yeah. subscribers. That's why they gave her that much money. It's all about numbers too. Though. I never even seen a Amy Schumer stand up, but yeah, I think she has the fans. She has like two million, twenty million followers on Instagram, and Monique has like a hundred thousand. That that does factor in uh, whether you can mm-hmm. get a bigger deal. Yeah, I, I don't know her like that, but I don't. From what I've seen, I, I just think she's corny. Who like, oh, Amy Schumer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is. But who is she? Comedian. <laughs> and, and usually, it's about. Who you know too? So mm-hmm. probably people that Monique knew are probably not in the game like that. And as far as like executive producers and people who are behind the scenes, whereas Amy Schumer might have so many people behind her who are helping her to make these coins. Yeah. That's what really what it is. It's really not about what you know anymore. It's all about who you know and how you network. Which is why I said when Monique kind of went away for a little bit, people weren't necessarily checking for her because she wasn't at her highest peak. Whereas you have. Your Dave Chappelle's who left when he was in very high demand to the point where people have been harassing him for what over what ten years. So when mm-hmm. he finally comes back, everyone's excited because they've been looking at the old material like, oh, he's still funny. Like, yeah, I got to take a break when you're at your highest peak because that's when it's supply and demand. Yeah, that's just how I feel about that. So yeah, uh, who do you side with uh, in this situation, Monique or Netflix for Duffy? <laughs> you side with Netflix uh, or I don't. I really. I side with. Netflix, because listen. So you are saying you hate black women? Wow. Yeah, I love. I love just gonna trap yourself in that corner like that. I love. I love black women. First of all, my mom is black. First of all, uh, yeah, I saw with Netflix. It's really about Dave Chappelle uh, changed the culture as we know it for comedy and stand up and his show, uh, the perception of a black man. So, um. I saw with Netflix. Yeah. I don't think there is any any biases in yeah. the situation. I think That's it's statistics and uh, playing um, chess. Yeah, it's, chess. it's just business. They mm-hmm. they're not really uh, gender bias or uh, color bias. They're just like profit bias for real. Uh, who them. can bring in the most money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just Monique, she's just mad because you know offered her five hundred thousand. Just take that five hundred thousand yeah. and start your it's own okay company. To, to like, know your worth, if she thinks she's worth more than that, but but yeah, then they'll tell you. Your fans will tell you how much your self worth, uh, not your self worth, but who you are. Yeah. Plus, it's corny to bring in somebody else' yeah. money too. Like, just worry about yourself. Like, you're not gonna get twenty million. That's never gonna happen, Monique. Uh, I like the vision she did though, for the um, black woman. I like the vision. What she do? The stand up was in prison. Oh, I never. Oh yeah, I heard about that, but I'm not gonna click on that, uh, Monique. Person. I mean, I didn't laugh. It's never like, going to happen. It's, it's giving back. Yeah, it was in a woman's prison, right? It was one too many uh, rape jokes in there. I was like, damn, Monique. <laughs> talking about shoving the comb up somebody's jacket. I was like, damn, Monique. Oh, oh. It's 
funny, but uh, yeah, that typically won't get you twenty yeah, million with Netflix. I can't relate to none of this. <laughs> That's a bit much. You I didn't know she was doing all that. There was a lot of dildo jokes in there. Yeah. A lot. I was like, combing somebody's hair. It was a lot of gay jokes. <laughs> I'm like, if I was in the crowd, I'd be laughing too. But I'm like, damn. I guess she uh, she changed her subject matter for the crowd she was yeah. in because, like, you know, they're obviously in jail. Yeah. They want to hear some, uh, you know, not no Jack Kevin Hart. Jokes. Yeah, no yeah. Kevin Hart. Uh, my family's all nice and shit. They want to hear some mean, sh- mean stuff. She was in a little orange jumpsuit that was cut up and everything. Mm-hmm. Cute. Wait, let's say, uh, like, let's say you put uh, Amy Schumer resume and uh, Monique resume side by side. You don't know their gender, you don't know their color, and you just go based off the paper. So, who would you offer, like, thirteen million? Who would you offer five hundred thousand? Miss Parker. You would. Parker. I mean, she claimed like she's the uh, most decorated female comedian ever. Can how can she, like I don't know she has an Oscar though for Precious. Well, that's not precious. comedy. That's not comedy I, I didn't though. I like her for a while because of Precious. Like she played yeah. a good Yeah, why would you throw that TV I down the steps? That was an expressive <laughs> TV. Like yeah. not right. many people I don't have TV. The, the way I feel like if you can make me hate your character, you're good. That's a good actor. Right. Yeah, I hated the dad more. He was he barely was in it, but I hated him. He was like oh, raping Precious. Oh yeah, it was. He, he, he used like two rape scenes and yeah, got her pregnant and all that. Well, he looked like so I can block him on. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> they just showed his back. Probably Terry Crews or somebody. <laughs> no, she definitely did her thing in Precious. Like, oh, yeah. I really didn't like. Yeah, it was a nice. Yeah, I'm like, yo, she's really upset that her husband. Yeah. Break their daughter. What other movie is Monique? I don't know. Fucking B class movie. Barbershop. She did. She was also a soul. She was, yeah. yeah, Kevin Hart as well. Kevin Hart was in there, Snoop Dogg. Well, she like a secretary, and she's probably like barbershop three or some shit. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess she got typecast. What happened? I said Soul Plane was definitely hilarious. Oh yeah, I like that one. They had a lot of heavy hitters in that. Yeah. So you're saying you would give her 13 million over Amy Schumer and her resume? She sold out like world tour. She's like, she's what else she do? She had Trainwreck. That was the number one movie. I think I don't think Monique ever had that as a lead role. Train wreck. You seen it before? Yeah, it was a train wreck. But uh, it was the number one movie. Was it good? No. It was a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I just said. But yeah, there was one with the LeBron and uh, the white boy. I forgot his name. It was the number one movie though. I don't think Monique has that. What is it about? Um, it was. She was a supporting role though, and it was a drama. It wasn't like she was uh, you know, making jokes in there like Amy Schumer was. Mm. But I don't think she's funny. I just think she's just there. She's not funny. <laughs> Why y'all like Amy Schumer? Like, what's she ever do to y'all? I just think Amy Schumer is a white feminist. What that mean? Like, oh, she, this uh, is Amy Schumer. Is there a difference between like white feminists yeah. or like regular feminists? Yeah, yeah. White feminists and intersexual, intersectional feminism is different. You gotta explain these uh, terms to me because right. white feminism only focuses on the forward movement of white women. Mm-hmm. She's not looking out for everybody else. Intersectional feminism includes brown women, women of the LGBT, women of different faiths. You know, it includes everyone in forward movement of all women. Amy Schumer is only focused on herself, but she uses it under the guise of feminism, mm. and she doesn't care nope. about anybody else but herself. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she's funny. Uh, I don't. Yeah, she got no lips. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we, I said we're going off of resumes and not like uh, skin color and all that jazz. Resumes. That's what I'm saying. She's just there. She what? can't cook chicken. <laughs> None of that. I'm not gonna come at her cooking skills because I don't know how she like in the kitchen. I can tell she by her lips. She most likely <laughs> don't. She most likely don't cook. Like, 
You got that much money, she you can get a chef. Shoot, everything. I mean, she looked like a, a good supporting role, but not a main. I think that was her one, um, her one leading role movie. I don't. I never seen a movie with Amy Schumer again after Trainwreck. I never seen a movie with her. <laughs> Yeah, I just know she sells out uh, tours and arenas, and she, she can up. most likely uh, bring in more subscribers than Monique can. She that's why, yeah, yeah, that's why Netflix gave her that thirteen million because she can bring in like twenty million subscribers, uh, twenty million dollars for for that, huh? So I wonder what kind of jokes she made. Um, most likely uh, f- feminist jokes. Uh, I don't know. I heard she still jokes as well. She um has like. It's like a ten-minute video of uh, like they show one comic, then they show Amy Schumer like saying a similar thing, and she got exposed for that for a while on Twitter. I don't know if y'all saw it. Mm-mm. I'm really not a fan. Usually, of uh, Black Twitter be on top of Amy Schumer uh, trashing her and all that. But my whole thing is, if it's not benefiting me, I just stay away from it. Yeah. That's better. That's how you grow as a person. Now, I'm good for watching certain things on Twitter that are funny, but if you're not funny, I'm not. Going yeah, to. I deactivated mine a month ago. Um, uh, 2018, we out here trying to grow spiritually <laughs> and you know mentally. More no more nothing holding us back. <laughs> it's all about because every time you're on Twitter, it's like something bad yeah, and uh, toxic. yeah, and some celebrity, some like celebrity in a scandal food. again. Yeah. Like just now, what's the the boy that on uh, the Vegas uh, hotels? He got caught or something. Yeah, uh, it's just crazy. Larry, uh, what's his name? NASA. With a oh yeah, the um, gymnast. With, uh, USA uh, gymnast. Yeah, yeah, it's been going on for twenty years, and he just now oh, getting sentenced. I'm just happy people. people are finally getting exposed. Yes, getting exposed for all these sexual speaking their yeah. truth. Yeah, and the, the Me Too movement and all that. Very, Russell Simmons got caught. Russell Simmons, Matt Lauer. You see, yeah, it's all because of social media. Nobody yeah. would come forward if it wasn't for that. Here's the thing, you know. Now. I will never say that certain people are lying against people, but there's definitely been some cases where both men and women do sleep for money, and oh, if they don't get enough or they run out, they start saying, "Oh." You have to say when um people automatically believe the rumors that come out. As soon as they hit the the internet waves, then they just start uh, trashing the celebrity without really doing a due diligence of waiting for the the government system to you know. And I do also their job. feel yeah when do their due diligence. When I like saying due diligence, black right? men are in a position to make major changes for the benefit of other African Americans, that's when their dirty past comes and people start making accusations. Mm-hmm. Like you can compare Bill Cosby and Donald Trump. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can. But Donald Trump is the president. That's crazy, bro. And, and he's still be. talking about grabbing females in the genitals. Uh, hey, that was a, a week before the yeah, election yeah. that uh, that soundbite came out. Yeah. And uh, Billy Bush got more heat than he did. The the uh, NBC Today co-host boy. It just goes to show you, like, if you were just... They like everything about black people oh, until yeah. black people want to start making changes mm-hmm. for other black people. They said everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. And that's the absolute truth. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to edit out the N-word. You know, we're a family podcast. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't say it again. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what you think about Donald Trump? You just said he should be president and all that. Uh, you know, I just think your general thoughts. He's an ignorant bigot. Big words. He's very ignorant. He loves being in the spotlight, mm-hmm. but has no idea of what he's doing. 
Like, I think he's actually petrified of being in the office. Yeah, I think he ran because, like, back in 2010, uh, Obama, it was like a, what's that, that dinner thing? Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, you'll never be president. And he's just like, all right, I'm going to show you. Yeah, it was a competition for him. He's a big baby. It was just easy for him. He got a lot of money. He can just, it wasn't, he had nothing to lose, so might as well. I just feel like his attitude kind of reminds me of George W. Bush because the only reason why George went up for the presidency is because his father wanted his brother to run because he felt like his brother... Uh, uh, Jed Bush? Mm-hmm. He felt like his brother was more equipped to be president and it was just like, you know, sibling rivalry. Oh, Dad, why did Didn't he lose an election one time? Yeah, and he, uh, he lost his, uh, his Trump and everybody. Jed Bush? No, not him. George W. Bush, he lost and they like recounted. Oh, he He's going against Gore, yeah. And Gore should have been the president, honestly. But, yeah. You know, Shout out to Al Gore. And he only became, uh, he only had a second term anyway because of the uh, 9-11 and, uh, you know, this conspiracy out there that he did that himself. America has always been corrupt. It's never been for us. Oh, no. Never been, never, been never been for us. Never been biased. Like, it's the land of the free and home of the brave for those who don't look like us, and that's just what that is. Yeah. We weren't even considered a full person back in the day. Yeah, like, what was that, three-fourths or one-fourth? Yeah. Or one-eighth, I don't know. It's one, yeah. Three-fifths. Yeah, three uh, I didn't pay attention in, uh, you know, it's like, no. okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it was, like, one of the fourths or fifths. I don't know. <laughs> As long as you knew they didn't consider us a full person. Right. Yeah, well, do you they think? They still don't. They still don't. Yeah. Absolutely not. They Random person. They love using us for what we got. Yeah. You look at your name on the job application, they skip everything. That's honestly why my parents gave me an old name. Well, I mean, I'm named after my great-grandmother. Like, my full name is Gertrude, and I asked my parents why they named me that, besides the fact that it's my great-grandmother's name. Mm. They told me, like, they're going to look at your job applications and look at your last name, and they're automatically going to know you're a foreigner. Yeah. But you might just get a chance just by your first name alone. You ever, like, whitened up your resume before? Absolutely not. Oh, well, yeah, I went skiing in 2008. No. And, uh, <laughs> Playing hockey with uh, Obama's. Yeah. No, I never whitened up my resume. Sometimes people just look at me like, oh, I can't believe you're Gertrude. I'm like, yeah. 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 I don't have a black name. I don't have a black name, so I usually, uh, you know, get yeah. interviews. I know, me too, but they be mad as hell. Like, you Michael? <laughs> no, when I meet That's people me. or if it's like the first day of class and people are calling my name, like, they'll say my first name correct and then sometimes they'll mess up my last name. Mm. And it's like, Gertrude, I haven't heard that name in a while. That's my great-grandmother's, my great-aunt's, my aunt's, my grandmother's. I'm like, yep, mm. that's my great-grandmother's name too. And they look at you like, oh, for real? <laughs> yep. I just, I, I have a great-grandmother named Gertrude. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Connections. Uh, I don't even know my great grandmother. That's sad. Uh, you know your great grandma? Do I know her? Yeah. No. You know her name? I know her name. I don't know. What's her name, Gertrude? Yeah. <laughs> Damn there. I think it was like Mary or something. I don't know. I'm not completely sure. So I know. No, no. It's Ma- I think it's Mary. I'm pretty sure it's Mary. If it's not, my mom now? would listen, and then she'll tell me, and then I'll be in deep shit. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Mary. So, uh, hold on. I was trying to look up Amy Schumer's stats. I couldn't find nothing. I looked it up. She don't got no looks. <laughs> yeah, her only movie is Train Wreck. She don't look funny. I think I saw it somewhere. Maybe on a cooking show, a talk show in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe no, she's done like some of those award shows where she gives out awards. But you know how you just hear somebody talk? Yeah. And you're automatically just like, ah. Yeah, I've seen her on Super Bowl commercials and all that. Um, but funny? like, huh? Very funny. Yeah, they're funny. But I, I'm, she most likely didn't make the commercial. She just, like, read a script or something. Uh, but, yeah, um, I want to talk, y'all talk about, uh, you said, intersexual 
Feminism, what you say? Intersectional. Intersectional? Oh, I said sexual. That's okay. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not that smart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, are you an um, intersectional feminist? I think we all should be. But yes, I You am. are. All of us? Yeah. In this room right now? Yeah, men too. How do you know? Yeah, I, mean, I love all women, but uh, explain your uh, like your personal experiences as a intersectional feminist and people on the social media, you know, they're uh, they're always bashing women and stuff. How that make you feel? And, and, and all that jazz. Well, I don't feel any type of way when people bash women because I figured everybody's going to get bashed anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that people get feminism wrong where we think that it's women bashing men where really feminism is just believing that men and women should be equal, get equal opportunities, equal pay. That's why I think everybody should be a feminist. I mean, if you believe that men and women should get equal opportunities, you're a feminist. I agree. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, it's really it's harder for a black woman too because they're already facing you know like everything against them. And then Basically, like black. two strikes. Yeah, so it's like I'm black and I'm a woman. It's harder for me. Right, and that's so it really is harder for women. Yeah. Yeah, that's what intersectional feminism is. It just kind of includes everyone. And because white, before that, it includes white women mm-hmm. too. White women have the leverage, though. You know. Right. Uh, Amy has a, but I don't. You know. So what do y'all think about? Um, the women that voted for Donald Trump, and he's like a known sexist. Most of his voters were uh, white women. That include um, that includes the intersectional female, females. Um, they're not intersectional. They're some, <laughs> yeah, somewhere chilling in a trailer park somewhere, listening to this podcast. So, I feel like a lot of the older white women that voted for him voted for him strictly off of their religious beliefs because a lot of older women do not believe in pro-choice and abortion. So. Yeah, there's always like um, one problem voter, voters I guess like they vote for uh, one specific law that they want changed or something like hold on some motorcycle in the background okay so yeah say uh, you hate like abortion they'll uh, vote for Donald Trump just because of that and nothing else and a lot of people just think uh, everybody that voted for him are racist and that's not the case and, I'll and never, all that. I've had conversations with certain people that voted for him and a lot of their reasons... Were they, were, like, white or black? No, they were white. You want, you want to give their ad name, so... Uh... No. <laughs> Most of them said it was because of their religious beliefs, and I'm a very religious person. So. Is Donald Trump religious? I don't... Are they Saudi right now? He, he just became a, he became a Christian. Okay, they are. Yeah, I, that's when I smiled. I just told people they should have voted in the primaries and yeah. Bernie would have been president and we wouldn't have to worry about it. Because yeah, although I would have preferred... Man. Hillary over Trump because those were our only choices. Hillary don't care about black people. Oh yeah, yeah. She put on a, like a facade. She, was, she don't care. You know how many black men they incarcerated when Clinton was in office? Yeah, yeah call them like, predators dead. and stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to Lewinsky. But yeah, keep going. Keep going on uh, Hillary. Yeah. What else she was gonna say? No, like because the only choice was between Hillary and Donald Trump. I definitely voted for Hillary. Yeah, it's like the lesser of two evils. I said it before. That's pretty much what it was. Although they were like, oh, she's crooked. She had mm-hmm. the credentials. Yeah. What does Donald Trump know Yeah, they about? both they both were crooked. Uh, crooked. Uh, Donald Trump, he just had a better way of like making you look bad in the uh, media eye, in the public eye. Thing. Like, Hillary's been around in regards to presidency. And yeah, she had political experience. Yeah, yeah she's He's had so much man. experience. She's had experience since the 70s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she's been out here before she even met her husband. 
So when it comes down to credentials, you would think people would vote for someone who had the knowledge for it. But when it all comes down to it, people would rather have a man in office who doesn't know what the hell they're doing than a woman. And the wig on. Come on now. Remember when she when she went against uh, Barack Obama, she a lot her. of people said they would rather have a black man in office than a woman. Oh, yeah, so I remember there's, that. there's a lot of closed-minded people out there who just won't accept having a country mm-hmm. run by a woman. What do you think will be, who do you think will be a, a president first, a woman or a Muslim? If it ever will happen. Because, you know, um, it's going to be really hard for both to get in. No offense, but like there would never be a Muslim president, so... Uh, you don't know I, that. It's, it's not, not in our lifetime. It's easier for a black man, but like Muslim... Like all the people like that you need to win, they like are really afraid of you, or like they think you're a terrorist and all that. They're just gonna paint you as that. Based the entire campaign, yeah. I think that's like damn, he played he played war he played uh, Call of Duty when he's thirteen. He's yeah. a terrorist. <laughs> They're gonna bring up all this old shit. But yeah, what do you think? Who do you think is gonna be? be a woman. I think there's gonna be a woman running in uh, 2020. I forgot her name. She's a black woman as well. Uh, I think if Obama, I mean, uh, Michelle Obama ran, she would have easily won. Michelle's not going to I know she's she, not, but she is over. She would have easily won. Uh, people want Oprah to be president. I don't think she would be a good president. No, uh, Oprah doesn't have political experience. She yeah. doesn't. Yeah, that's that's um, contradictory as well. That no that's we contradictory as well. Um, people, what happened? I said, we in a new age. You don't need no political experience anymore. We don't need any more. But she's going to be a bad president. We don't need any more reality TV stars. Nope. Like, let Oprah yeah, stay not a, in her reign. Like, she does so much for people right now but if she was to be head of this country like like i don't see her being in charge of the military she's not gonna bomb a country if you had to i don't think she'd be able to she build the schools in africa why you wanna yeah she does so much for people yeah you gotta there's just and i love oprah like i've loved her since i was like in fifth grade but everyone just needs to stay in their lane like what else they want to do? Yeah, people just seen uh, Trump. They think I can do that too. Might yeah. as well. That's why the and Rock he's is not running. Even doing anything. He's been on Twitter more than <laughs> yeah, a Twitter finger. student. More than me. Like just chatting. Like you don't want to be I heard like he, Kim Jong Il. Like what's good with you? Like he really will bomb us. Like he don't care. He has a whole button on his desk. Like just I mean, fiddling with it. Like so you just have yeah. to self educate. Like I'm very grateful to have the parents that I have because although I always feel like every African father watches CNN like twenty five mm. eight. That's what uh, Trump do. He be in the White House watching TV. My father also taught me to go out and read different things and learn different things. Because there's certain things they didn't teach me in school. Like I was in a predominantly white school too. Coming up here, like when I was in the city, I went to a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. Coming up here, I was in a public school, and there were barely any black kids in the honors and AP classes that I was in. Mm. And they would leave certain things out to the point where I had to come and my teachers like, "Oh, don't forget about this. What about this?" A teacher tried to make it seem that the Holocaust was way worse than slavery. Slavery, yeah. And I'll never forget, my father told me about myself. I mean, you can't compare tragedies. Um, and that was the thing. I don't like when people do that. It's like, a, my teacher was really going in about it, and I came home upset talking to my father about it. I'm like, he was making a big deal out of this. And, like, I had to question, I'm like, was it worse than slavery? And my dad really sat me down and taught yeah. me a very valuable lesson. What they went through for those couple of years will never compare to what Because, like, yeah, you're still going through yeah. after effects now, basically. Yeah. We're, like, 400 years behind. Yeah, still, yeah. And Jewish people, they're okay, but... You see, the reason you still why can't Jews are so rich is because they stick together and only buy off of their own, mate with 
their own. They don't have anyone holding them down anymore. Yeah, because Hitler was the they last stick one. together. Now, if African Americans could do the same thing, black people in general, if we could really protect each other and support each other, certain businesses wouldn't be running. Yeah. We're just too busy going against ourselves to even come together. Making a competition. But that's a, Do you think that's like a psychological thing uh, over the years? Just, that's what we were taught, though. Yeah, we grow up doing it. it is. Like, you have just African Americans, and you have Africans, then you have Caribbeans. And I'm like, at the end of the day, they all see you as the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, brown skin. Yeah, that's really what it is. Like, Melanin. It really shouldn't matter where you come from. Coconut oil, but huh? <laughs> it really shouldn't matter where you come from. You know what I mean? Like, you should really just... Support each other just because you willingly want to see someone else make it. Someone that looks like you make it. Like, I never understood why people would get jealous. Like, like for example, me and Lydia, we both do music. Whenever she's out here doing her thing, her and her sister doing their beats, I'm always the first one to be retweeting stuff, sharing it, sending it to people. Because she's taught me so much. And what she has can't take away from what I have. If anything, it builds me and grows it makes me grow as a person and a musician. You know what I mean? Just to be blessed by someone who has the same attributes as you, same talents as you. And certain things she does way better than me. But I learned how to do those things because of her and she's willing to teach. If we were so willing to teach and not always be in competition and be jealous of yeah. what others have and what we don't, we would progress as a, as people so quickly. That's Everyone's the main problem. Like, ah, yeah. She thinks she ought that because yeah, wanna she be the got number this. One. And it's cool to try to be number one, but why can't we all be number one together? Yeah, it's a lot of pride. Everybody has pride and dignity. Also, with, like, female artists, I think they tend to compare us a lot because I know that when people think of me, you know, they automatically think of you as well because we work together a lot. Mm -hmm. But instead of saying, oh, they work so well together, people really like to compare, like, mm. oh, well, who hit that run better? Oh, whose verse was better, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're really just vibing off of each other. And we'd be rude. We'd be, we'd be like, yo, since you just did that, you'd be like, ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yeah. true. Like, people try to compare us and, like, we're in two different lanes, but because we both respect each other and we both know that, that's why it's so easy to work with each other. Because she'll never try to change what kind of style I'm doing and I'll never try to change what style she's doing because I know that's what makes her the artist she is and she knows that's what makes me as the artist I am. So you always got to keep people in your corner that love you for you and actually will not try to change you to try to be something completely different, to re actually appreciate you for who you are and what you are. Right, so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Support your uh, black sisters and brothers. You know, no, fighting the war outside is cool. You no, know, in these streets, because mm -hmm. like, yeah, of them. Because now they're trying to be like, oh well, because they always want black people here. I can't do this. Like, listen, Becky, you could do it if 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 I was here and if I was not here. You can't be mm -hmm. lazy and try to blame it on me because they're trying to break a color line. Yeah, just keep doing you. Like, white privilege will always be there, no matter yeah. what. We have a professor at our school that really just holds everybody down, not because of what you look like, but because of the work you put in. Mm. She knows. She, she told me the one time. She said, I will never understand what you go through, but to even think about you being afraid of your life being taken by a police officer or, or me as a mother to even think, that my children won't be here. I know my children have more privilege than you. 
And she said that? that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bonnie. Yeah, she real. Yes. Bonnie, that's her name? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Green. She really said that. She was like, I know my children have more privilege It's a white name. Yeah. But she's really dope. But it's, it's certain people like that who, who know there's a problem and who are trying to make a difference. I was always going to have it harder because I'm black, I'm a woman, and then I'm a foreigner because my parents are mm. foreigners. So I just feel like when you instill certain things in your kids when they're young, then they start looking at the world differently. I had that conversation with my parents when I was about six or seven, and I've always looked at things differently. I always tried my best to be better, not because oh, it's a competition, but because at the end of the day, they're not necessarily checking for me unless I'm absolutely outstanding. And that's just what that is. They're always going to try to give opportunities to other people. Some people are not close. Not everyone is close-minded like that. But the majority of people are. And until everyone can change their minds, and nothing's really going to change. But it all starts in the home. It starts around who you grow up around, who is influencing you, what conversations you hear when you're little. Because my parents would never talk about things that weren't... If it was too in-depth for my ears, they'd either mm-hmm. make sure they talk about it when I was asleep, but I would really be listening. Mm-hmm. Or they'd have the conversations elsewhere. But people always have to watch what they say around kids because kids retain so much. So, so much to the point where they either start acting like you or they start mm-hmm. talking like you. So I always I always try to be as positive. Like I have a lot of friends with kids and I won't even be around I won't be around their kids if I'm not feeling like my happy go self. Because yeah. kids have feelings and they feel certain things and if you're agitated or aggravated about something and you're talking about something, it could always trigger them later and they'll always remember that because of how you said it or how you mm-hmm. pertain to be. So I just I just feel like everyone has to start changing their mindsets. Nobody's born racist. Like, yeah, you see babies oh, yeah. like all a around slate. each other, black, white, Asian, Spanish, and they just looking like, oh my goodness, it's another baby like me. Yeah. We the same size. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's basically but, the parents. Uh, you yeah, know. if you look up to who you're you, always um, around. Yeah, you'll follow their moves. That's why I try to be the best person I uh, can be mm-hmm. to the kids. And there's a lot of kids in my well, my old neighborhood. I live in a real rough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to be the... Um, what they see, mm-hmm. and I inspire a lot of them because they all uh, message me mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, you're the most successful person I know." So I try to keep that. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Hey bro, you got a podcast? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They never heard of a podcast before, so I try to teach them everything I learned. What's the microphone? At a young mm-hmm. age, and that's what it is too. Like you got it. Like I've had a lot of great mentors coming up, and I try. Like even though I graduated from school, like I'm still around because I still am in the gospel choir and stuff, and I try my best to be around younger kids yeah. to inspire them because. Even when I transferred there, I had a lot of people who kind of, like, took me in and was kind of showing me the roots and showing me which professors to go to or where to go here. Like, I try to be the best. I I try to be the person that I kind of needed when I was a little bit younger. And then I have a lot of younger cousins who look up to me, too. So it's kind of just good to just be around people and always have a positive outlook. Like, I think about police brutality, too. Like, if you're in the city and all you see is, you know, your cousins and your uncles and your pops, like, getting harassed by cops... You are up, you know, chilling with your friends, mm-hmm. probably just drinking juice, sitting on the stoop, talking about whatever, and a cop starts harassing you. You start thinking about what your uncle and your pops and your cousins were saying, and now you're aggressive yeah. too, because that's how they handle the situation, so that's how you're going to handle the situation. So it's really about people observing you, so you really got to try to be your best at, at all times. It's hard, but you got to think, like, all right, I'm doing this for somebody. Yeah. Somebody's actually looking up. When you have a name, somebody looks at, holds you to this uh, accountability. 
and that's really what it's about. Cause it really is the kids. The kids are the future, though. Mm-hmm. So if you're moving right, then they'll uh, follow your footsteps. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at the end of the day, like we were all kids too, and we were all looking up to people, and a lot of people believed in us, and they were just like, "Yo, you're gonna make mm-hmm. a difference. You're gonna change." You have to keep having those that that thought in your head, like, you know, I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna make a difference. But once you get older, you can't leave certain kids behind because you yeah. never know who's looking up to you. You know what I mean? You just gotta keep it going. And keep passing it down. Like, look, I got you. You're going to have somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's just what that is. Yeah, um, shout out to white people. Uh, <laughs> we have a song by, by Gen D's. Yeah. Let me play it real quick. Yeah. Oh, Gendy, I'm sorry. Okay. I, um, I messed up G's and J's. Uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. Uh, yeah, it's called I Wonder Why. Uh, you want to play the whole song? Yes, this okay. song is featuring my boy Shaka Bata. And yeah, it'll be on my album, An Ode to Self, The Missing Piece, coming out in February. Okay. I'm going to play it now. It's called I Wonder Why. It's 4 minutes and 25 seconds. to play it now. On. They tell me that there's been another homicide I can't feel his pain, but I can see it in his mama's eyes If I can bring him back, I tell that little black boy try To survive in this black boy life Where they always seem to tell you all these black boy lies How these black boys steal, how these black boys kill And you ain't never had to walk in my shoes and do what I do So you don't get to tell me how this black boy feels They say the meat shall inherit the earth I always wonder, where we leave him more than just dirt I slip and stumble on this path of peace, self-love and forgiveness I want to pray up to the heavens, but these things
Oh, yeah, that actually tied in with the previous conversation we just had, uh, you know, uh, the man killing black people. So explain your uh, inspiration uh, for that song, what your mindset was going in the writing process. Yes, so, and all um, that jazz. Shaka and I recorded this song sometime last year around, like, November. Mm-hmm. And um, when I did um, my internship with Dr. Green, the professor, Lydia and I were just talking about... She had me write songs about basically subjects of, like, stereotype threat and, like, certain psychological aspects because we would go to schools and underdeveloped towns and kids who were at-risk youth just to show them, you know, that they could make it depending on, like, even though they're in rough situations. So, literally, Lydia Lydia and I would be both there because we were on the research team together We'd start off with, I wonder why, and the kids were already attentive because it's a poppin' beat. So they're, like, they would all be talking on their phones, being rude to the teachers. Like, Mm -hmm. the teachers would just be giving up. You play the music, they're sitting there listening, or I would sing it live, and then Dr. Green and the rest of the research team would present our slideshows, and then we'd end the song with, um, we'd end the, like, you know, the... I can't even speak for right a little time. Yeah, so you would end the presentation with another one of my songs called Colors. Mm. And the kids just paid attention. Because, you know, sometimes when you have people coming from different schools trying to talk to you, you're really not trying to pay attention as a yeah. 13, 14 year old mm-hmm. freshman in high school. You're not worried about what these old heads got to say. They're just like, yeah, all right, whatever. Just yeah, but like when you, got, when you have music involved, like music is a universal language. Mm-hmm. So everyone's always going to be very attentive. So when Dr. Green asked me what my plans were after college, I said, oh, I'm looking at grad schools. She specifically told me to take two years off and really focus on my music. Mm-hmm. And this is a person who is a doctor in everything. Like she does everything. Like she's so smart. She has so many credentials. Mm-hmm. So for her to even tell me to like yeah i know you could do psychology but your heart is in your music, music. take yeah. time and focus on that like that meant a lot to me because that yeah. it was just you know confirmation so yeah uh shaka Fata, he was on the other song called colors as well mm-hmm. is that like your cousin or something or no, person you like is, working with this is really one of my closest friends like mm-hmm. he's like a brother to me like we're like family members i met him at his showcase like Two, three years ago, we both opened up for another local artist, Charlie Roy. Shout out to him. And I was looking for a rapper for my song, Colors. Mm-hmm. And I had asked everyone, and everyone sent in their verses, and they weren't all that great. And then Shaka did a spoken word, and me and my producer at the time, uh, Frank Remarks, were at the show, and we both looked like, that's the artist for Colors. 
So I went up to him and I actually knew his girlfriend because we both used to work at uh, Charlotte Rue. Shout out to my girl Nia. So when she saw me, she was like, oh my God, Gertrude. Because nobody was calling me Gendy. He kept telling mm-hmm. me, yeah, this girl Gertie. Because I also go by Gertie. Mm. So he was like, yeah, this girl Gertie. You know, she could really sing. And they have another friend named Gertie also. And I've never met another black Gertie. Like that was just like different for yeah. me. Every other Gertie or Trudy I met were white. So she was like, oh, you mean Gertrude? So I met him, and we sat down, and ever since then, it's been a family affair. Like, we always help each other out. Like, he's very, 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 very dope, and he's actually one of my mentors also. Mm. You know, he's not just a rapper. Like, I like surrounding myself with people who I can gain a lot of knowledge from because I like learning a lot. So if there's someone around me that can actually teach me something and hold me accountable, because sometimes... You know, you be doing stuff and you're yeah. like, just, so, like, just guidance. Yeah. Do's and don'ts. That's all. Do. And I just feel like, you know, whether people are older or younger than me, you can always learn from someone. Yeah. You know, I just like having people around that actually hold me down. All right. So, so uh, I wonder why it was mainly about uh, police, police, I guess, killing black kids. And I seen you had you know, black. <laughs> or, you said. Well, okay. Why do people die? Well, go ahead. Yeah. Last summer, every time I went on Twitter, it was always somebody else dying. Like, I wrote a 30-page paper on... So you mean, uh, like, black-on-black crimes and uh, police brutality? They were mostly police brutality. And, you know, uh, red dye and your uh, food and all that. No, <laughs> it was definitely police brutality cases. That's all I kept seeing on Twitter. Like, I wrote a 30-page paper on police brutality and stereotype threat. So I was writing about Trayvon Martin, and then... Out in Sterling died and Philando Castle, mm. and it was literally yeah, and it's like videotape as well. That's, that's what made it, it made yeah, it worse. So it's yeah. like when I was writing about other people, I go on Twitter and I have a whole nother story to write about, and it's fresh and new to the point where it was messing with my mental. And, and you get used to it, and as a, people as a whole, they just like it don't mean as much to them when the next person dies. So it's, it's not just that so many it happening. Mean too much when you see it too much, you get so numb. You have to actually take a break off yeah. of social media. Like, you need to, like, get your mental health I mean, health neg- Negativity always drove news, and that's yeah. what that's so what like, Twitter is now. When it's, you it's see news, somebody news getting shot, trying to get their ID, mm-hmm. ID out in front of their, what, three-year-old kid and wife? Yeah. To get shot and killed in front of your family in a car when you're just trying to show them your identification is crazy to me. Yeah. And, like, you're most likely scared of them or something. You need better training Can for Can you imagine that baby... Mm-hmm. Growing up, having things that are tri- not even not having a father, but to see your father get killed at such an age, and to be so compassionate to your mother because she's screaming and crying at the mm-hmm. top of her lungs, can you imagine what that baby's gonna go through? It's not even about not having a father. They keep saying, "Oh, well, y'all ain't got no dads." They keep taking them away from us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. getting ridiculous. So last summer, when I kept writing this paper. I actually was able to write a whole 30-page paper, and that's a very bad thing yeah. because people just kept dying as I was writing the paper. Yeah. I had to go to my professor. Like, I really went to her crying one day because it was just so much. Like, I'm reading about older stories and getting emotional off of that, and then I'm on Twitter watching somebody die. And I kept saying to myself, all right, I know I shouldn't watch this because it's going to mess with my heart, but I have to watch it. And, you know, I got a 95 on the paper. I only got five points taken off because it was supposed, it was a research paper and mm. I was kind of getting a little bit emotional because I could relate to it. As a black woman with a black father, a black brother, black cousins, black friends, you are always telling your people, yo, make sure you let me know when you get to where you need to be. Mm. Be safe out there. It's not even, oh, I'll see you later. Be safe. 
that's every, that's what we always tell each other is to be safe yeah. because it hits home no matter where you are. Like we live in a predominantly white neighborhood. Like I'd be more afraid. I'd be more afraid out there than like in the hood. Yeah, yeah, that's like oh, out there. Yeah. It like, is damn. scary out there. <laughs> it is. I'm wearing a hoodie. I might get popped or something. Yeah. No, it's scary out there. People don't know who you are. Like they just start pressing you. Yeah. So even at our school, when Donald Trump won, like I've never seen black people come together so quick. At yeah, my school. and and women as well. Uh, it was yeah. The day after that. It was to the point like everybody was really walking in groups mm-hmm. because people were trying it. Like people in class were crying because he won. Like I remember calling my dad crying because I'm like, "What are they gonna do now? Like, like what's next?" Like people were harassing people. It was a little kid that thought America Great Again hats like doing the most. He was a little kid next door thought he's gonna bring slavery back. I'm like, wow, like, they really didn't die afraid of him. Yeah. You gonna bring back the harshest thing to happen to black yeah. people? Uh, yeah, I'm going to fuck with Donald Trump here. <laughs> but yeah, it's really sad when you're numb to uh, violence mm-hmm. in your community. Yeah. It's real bad. And growing up in a rough neighborhood, you, you're more afraid of the police than because yeah, the community is so sucks. tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get more love for from one another than, but when you see the police, it's like, damn, like, nah, they're trying to uh, bully you. Yeah, you, got, you start making sure you're not doing anything wrong, and wrong, you just yeah. stand in there waiting for the buses. I got stopped throughout my life a lot of times by the police. Like, damn, I illegally downloaded the MP3 song in 2006 yeah. when I'm about to get Last shot. Last time I got stopped was uh, <laughs> a few months ago in the summertime over nothing because we fit this uh, description. Damn, why you do it? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do nothing. But then they knew my my uh, dad because my dad is a police officer. Uh-huh. So then he's like, oh, you Michael McDuffie's son. Blah, blah, damn. Blah. Yeah. So then... They just had my, uh, I had a bag of Swedish fish. I was hungry. So they just had the uh, light on there. Like, what, I got a, a gun in the Swedish fish bag? <laughs> so then we stopped for a whole hour. But this is 11 uh, p.m. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. They still, well, they knew my father, but still. Yeah, you just never know. Like, I, I, I used mm-hmm. to live in the city. Like, I was born in Jersey City, and I was out there until I was about eight. And the reason why we did, I'll never forget, we went to get our uniforms. And I had to be about, like, seven, so my brother was five. And there was just one place in Jersey City where everyone got their uniforms. So there's these high schoolers. I knew they were from my high school because they, the they had the skirts and they had them, like, hiked up or whatever. These two girls start going at it. Next thing you know, five other girls are fighting this one girl, jumping her. And, like, they grabbed their head and, like, banged it on the glass door. So I'm looking at all the blood coming down the glass. And my dad was just trying to cover my brother's eyes because he was still a baby. Yeah. And I'm looking like... So the owner has to come out of the store, mm-hmm. grab the girl that was getting jumped, and bring her in and start cleaning her face off and lock the door so the other girls can't come in. My dad told me we moved not just because of that, but because where we used to live, he saw somebody get shot. Like my dad literally just parked, and he saw somebody get yeah. shot in front of our, our apartment building. Mm-hmm. So there were so many things that I didn't see growing up because my parents had sheltered me. But when I go back to visit my cousins, they're like, you lucky you got out. Because yeah. it's just getting crazier and crazier. And I was just mad that I was out here because it was too quiet. And all my cousins were in the city and I was in the woods. And I'm so used to hearing music when I sleep or people driving mm-hmm. past or people yelling outside. All I heard was crickets. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, I'm very grateful that my parents brought me out here because Lord knows what would have happened if I would have stayed in the city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like anything could happen. Don't go back to where you're from. What's the point? If you're not helping out those who literally brought you mm-hmm. up at your lowest point. Yeah, because like nothing really changes in the, in the hoods, yeah, but, I yeah. guess. And that's where all the people get money. They go to nice neighborhoods, give their money to them instead of, you know, mm-hmm. staying. 
and toughing it out, I guess, and, uh, you know, supporting black businesses that are here. Not that many, but, you know, it's like so many Chinese stores, but, yeah. We, I know you, from my parents, they always made it a point to visit Jersey a lot. Like, as I got older, it was kind of hard because then my brother and I were always involved in, like, sports and mm. after-school activities, so, like, the weekends when we would go visit family and stuff. And now that I'm older, I try my best to go to the city and spend time with my cousins or go to the city and try to do community service and just be around people that I was around growing up because I always said like when I'm successful I'm gonna help those I'm gonna help people out because what's the point like I've had my lowest I've had my lowest moments and there's people who we used to live by who would always come around and help us out like I just feel like you're a waste of space if you're not helping those who were really down for you before you had the money and the fame all right. Uh, we we also had a politician on here a couple of weeks ago, and he said that gentrification is a good thing. A lot of people were like, "Damn, all these white people coming to my neighborhood, what they doing here?" But they, he said it's actually a good thing because you know it brings money to the community and all that. Mm-hmm. So, what you think about gentrification, and uh, do you support it? And um, and not, or explain because I don't live in the city. Not that I know about it, but it but doesn't. You don't see it. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it. Like where I'm from, like everybody got big houses there's apartments and stuff but there's not like there's some bad neighborhoods but i'm not in the city like i'm literally in the mountains yeah so Uh, i feel like it'd be okay if black people own those buildings you know what i mean they own those buildings and then they rent it out to white people i feel like that's way better for the community because then they're actually giving back to them but if you have white people owning those buildings and white tenants they're kind of not gonna let people in. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. you have black people owning those buildings, they'll have white tenants, black tenants, Spanish tenants. Like they'll have tenants of every color, every race, just to make it a little bit better and more diverse. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. Like yeah, that. I used to live um, on University City campus, uh, Drexel and University of Penn. Mm-hmm. But I lived in the the other side. Okay. You can you can obviously tell when you walk. My house is in the middle, so if you walk to the left, you're on Drexel campus. If you walk to the right. You in the like the neighbor the hood, so guarantee uh, is like more cop activity yeah. on that side, like yeah. patrolling and all stuff. All my friends, I tell my friends, I want my friends. Like if you walk straight down, it's it's gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. But if you stay right here, you're gonna be alright. So and you can see it too, cause uh, it's nice buildings to the left of me, but on the right of me, uh, abandoned houses, mm-hmm. everything. That's where I used to live. I just recently moved. So uh, yeah, they just building, just finding lots and just putting money into it. So I talked to this art, uh, this artist, very well known. I, this is Charles something, but he uh, has a lot around the corner from my house, and he has a studio. And uh, Drexel offered half a million, but he didn't take it because uh, he wanted to keep it keep in the it community. Black, black on, yeah. yeah, they offered him a half a million because they wanted to build a store right next to my house and a lot, mm-hmm. but he didn't take the money. I was like, oh, yeah. At least they're giving back. I would be mad if they weren't, but they're giving like. Uh, they had built opening in community centers around my neighbor, mm-hmm. my old neighborhood for black people to get a job. They help felons. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's why I respect Drexel, but I still don't like them. Mm-hmm. So it was like... There's definitely the pros and sword. cons. There's definitely mm-hmm. pros and cons of things. Like, I just feel like there's no better joy than actually giving back to those who are in need. Because you could have all the money and the fame in the world one day, and God will really humble you and take it away the next mm-hmm. if you're not, you know... If you're not doing his work, yeah, you just gotta help. You gotta help those. It's it's a it's a full circle. 
Because you never know. You see a homeless person on the street one day, you could be that same homeless person. Granted, there be scammers out here. I want to play the song Colors. I have it with Shaka Fata. Uh, I can only play the, the clip because I didn't buy the full song. Um, <laughs> I got to start supporting no, black businesses. It's definitely yeah. on YouTube. Also, I have a video on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to play the clip, you know. I already have it loaded up. It's called Colors featuring Shaka Fata. I liked it. I played it uh, before y'all came here. Uh, should play now. EB Air Bryan, he was one of the most known people on the basketball team in the community, like throughout the school. You know, like even if people were in the regular community outside of school knew who he was just because of how great of a guy he was. He gave anything to anybody that needed it. And he was just somebody that would always go out into the community and try to help others. So what we're trying to do here is just try to give out to the rest of the community at ASU and try to get everybody to come together because, you know, he passed early. Everybody doesn't have a chance to go on and do everything they want. So when somebody has the opportunity to help you out, that's what we try to do. Boy with the dark skin, I love it how you do when you walk in, I'm saying. Boy with the dark skin, you're beautiful outside and beautiful within, yeah. Boy with the dark skin.
it's like no lives matter, matter. But I'm just trying to live peacefully. Peace apart all this puzzle, but cops keep putting the peace to me. But I won't die. I remember your melody. Singing my favorite song. I remember one time you telling me, telling me, telling me. Yeah, what do you think about the Eagles making the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, I'm not really. It's like, no, uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was Colors by Shaka, I mean, by Gendi, featuring Shaka Fatah. Uh, explain the importance of loving your skin that you're in. Um, uh, yeah, whether you're female, male, black, white. When I was a kid, I was... Purple. <laughs> I was very... Silver. Chubby, had a unibrow. Like, it was very easy to pick on. You can get rid of a unibrow, like, permanently, or you just got to keep shaving it? Or? Uh, I mean, I didn't get my eyebrows done. <laughs> it's not something I researched before. I was before. 13, and yeah. the reason why I got them done is because I was at a wedding. No. Other than that, like, You would have been <laughs> keep rocking a unibrow? Yeah, I've always I had mean, bushy eyebrows. Like, I, I do miss... I was, I was darker when I was little, and I really miss my complexion. Like, my brother is, like, pure chocolate. Like, Lydia's complexion, that's my brother's complexion. So, being a little kid, it was always so easy to pick on black kids in general. Like, mm-hmm. you heard everything. African booty scratcher. Oh, yeah, that was a classic. Stuff. I never beat people up. I'm ashamed and, I used it before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never beat people up until cool. they started making like fun of my brother. Because I'm oh, a yeah. him. So, it was kind of like, okay, they can say whatever they want about me. In my head, I was like, I'm not going to look like this forever. So, yeah. I don't care. Because my brother was little, he would always cry. Yeah. Sorry, Judson. I'm thankful to call you out this. Yeah, so I used to beat people up if they made him cry. So my mother would always tell me, like, you're beautiful no matter what anyone says. Like, these were really words that she used to tell me when I was little. Like, it's really all about the character that you have. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. If you're not beautiful on the inside, Mm. you're not going to be beautiful on the outside. And to always maintain a positive character and to always love people even when they act like they don't love you. Because people only pick on you when you have something that they don't want. Yeah, jealousy or something. Yes, they always pick on you when you have something that they 
that they want. So like, like damn, I want that unibrow. No, but like I always, people make fun of. Why do I have two eyebrows? I was always confident in my singing. Like I would always sing. I'm like, they could call me ugly all they want, but I know how to sing. And I wouldn't say it in vain, but I always had to just like say it out loud to remind myself, like, okay, like this pain is temporary, and you're gonna go far as long as you continue being a kind-hearted person and accepting others even though they probably don't know about themselves yeah. right now. I was very sure of myself because of my loving mother and I always thank her for that because I, I could have came out real rough, real rude. I could be rude. So, uh, <laughs> like, if, like, say a kid doesn't have the type of parents you have at home and, like, you know, they go home and don't have anyone that loves them, then go. So what do you think about how important are parents in a child's life, you know, and molding them as they grow? Any guardian, because every family situation is different. So whether it comes down to grandparents or legal guardian, mm-hmm. like a cousin, like it's, I always tell kids, like, especially my little cousins, I'm like, if you can't come to me, find an adult, like even if it's a teacher, someone to go to, someone that you're very comfortable with, someone that you know is not going to judge you. Everyone needs someone, whether it's one person. I mean, Jesus only had 12 people, you know what I mean? <laughs> But when it comes down to kids not feeling like themselves, like, I just think as parents, as guardians, as older, just older folks in younger people's lives, to always uplift them. Like, I have a five-year-old cousin. She's so bad. But I love her wholeheartedly. Like, I could, you know, discipline her. But then two minutes later, I had to let her know, like, I still love you. You're still amazing. Like, I always have to just keep saying positive things to them. I just think, as kids, if you don't have that, you have to be that for yourself sometimes, yeah. you know. Just tell yourself how beautiful you are. Someone loves you. Like, a lot of people, we always think, like, when we're going through a lot of things, we always think nobody cares about us. Like, uh, nobody cares about my existence, and someone does. Like, we all have our sad moments, but just think about, you know, if you weren't here... How would that affect someone that you really, really care about? Even if it's not a family member. If you have a best friend. That's what I used to think when I would have my days. I'm like, dang, like, I would really be going through it. And I would always think about, like, my little cousin, Ivana. She's 12 now. And I'm just like, God forbid, if anything was to ever happen to me, what would happen to her? Yeah. Knowing how much she looks up to me. Like, she's been attached to my hips since she came out of her mother's womb. So it's like, if I were to do something to myself, how would that affect her? I wouldn't be in pain anymore, but she would. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that to her. You know what I mean? So I just think for motivation for anyone who's listening to this and they feel like they're not worthy to know that you are. You know, I don't know people's uh, religious beliefs, but God loves you, whether you believe in him or not. And you have a lot of people in your life that love you and care about you, and you have a purpose. Don't ever lose sight of that. As long as you know that you are here to fulfill a purpose, and you are here to be successful, and you are here because you're meant to be here, and everything's going to be all right. There's nothing like losing somebody, knowing that you could have had one more conversation with them. And that's the thing, talk. Like, don't ever feel like you're a burden. Like, like I said, I've, I've been through some stuff. So there were certain times I felt like I was a burden, felt like I kept repeating myself to my friends, and I wouldn't talk. And they would really snap me out of it. Like, yo, sis, like, it's okay. If you got to repeat the same thing for a good hour and a half, I'm here to listen. Like, I don't want nothing happening to you. 
And th- that's the beauty of friendship. Like, that's how friends become family. Because you don't ever want anything bad to happen to someone you care about just because they feel like they're not worthy of life. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep reminding people, I love you for who you are. If you loudmouth, you you could curse all the time, but I love you for you because you make me feel important. You know what I mean? You inspire me because of this. Like, I always, if my friends are down now, I remind them, like, how much they mean to me and what they do for me, what their presence does for my existence. And sometimes people need that. They need the reassurance. And you just got to keep reassuring people because you just never know what people are thinking about unless they tell you. And sometimes I could lie to you. Be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm doing this. But body language speaks louder. Mm -hmm. So you just got to keep telling your friends, like, I love you. I'm here for you. No matter what you're thinking, you're going to be successful. Like, there were times where I would just give up on singing, and I wouldn't record for a while. And I had people I haven't talked to in, in a, a grip, like, yo, Gendy, what's good? Like, where the music at? Like, you popping. Don't ever forget that. Like, you got bars. What's up? Like, keep it up. Don't stop. And there be people, I'm like, I didn't even think they're listening to my music. Because mm-hmm. certain times, like, I felt like I didn't get enough support, you know? And I always used to just look for, I always used to be like, dang, like, I'm really putting my all into it and nobody is looking out for me. Like, I had a certain few people that were always down, but I wasn't getting the attention that I needed. Mm -hmm. And it was because I wasn't as happy with myself. And that's the first thing. You got to be really, really happy with yourself and be sure of yourself. Because when you're not as confident in yourself, people notice that and they're not paying you no mind. Now that I'm very... I'm a very sure person. I I know myself now. You know what I mean? It takes a while for people to kind of get to a place where they can actually be very comfortable with their self-laws and all. Like, I'm 24. It took me a while. So you got to be very confident in yourself before you do anything. Because people are going to talk. Yeah. They're going to say things that are going to hurt your feelings. And you're really going to doubt yourself sometimes. But as long as you're confident in yourself and you know, like, look, no matter what he, she, or they say, I'm still going to make it, I'm good. Yeah. I oh, yeah. just went on. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I also, uh, you said, yeah, about 4,000 like times. But, <laughs> yeah, I learned from my mom, like, uh, you got to be kind to everybody and mm-hmm. give everybody opportunities. Because you, know you don't know what they're going through. Right. So, I had, like, she gave opportunities. Well, she does. She still does give opportunities to anybody, no matter how bad they did. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's one thing I actually did learn from my parents. So, yeah, my, my mom told me how to ride a bike. So uh, you, <laughs> you're going to uh, review Migos Culture 2, which just dropped out like a couple of days ago. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to be quiet while he talks about Migos Culture 2. I didn't listen to it yet, so I can't chime in on it. Did y'all listen to it? Kind of not. Y'all know the Migos? Yeah. They're very popular, you know. The so, ladies uh, love them. Go ahead. So I woke up <laughs> at 11.59. You know, it's like a BET uh, <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, I was on the block one day. Go ahead. Uh, and I was excited for Culture 2 because the last project was amazing. It was. The first Culture was for the Culture. Uh, y'all know who the, everybody knows who the Migos are by now. I'm very international. Like this podcast. Some people might not. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, hum, humble brag, you know, humble Japan, like Germany. Japan. Yeah, so. Um, Yugoslavia, go ahead. I don't know. I was disappointed listening to this album. It's not, it's it's not the same film, huh? Lackluster? Yeah. Everyone said. Culture 2 is more like Culture 1. Yeah, it is. They use the same ad libs, the same rap. Any kind of rush, though, because, like, Culture 1 came out, like, two months ago or something. No, it came out last last year, they said. Yeah, two months ago. But, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, I think probably kind of, it's probably rush. I didn't hear it yet. Uh, Usually. He produced the track on there. Usually. uh, How did he produce? 
Um, him and Quavo, I think it was the one with. Uh, I don't know. And I think one of the one of the Migos have a sing, uh, a solo what? project coming up. Uh, take off. Yeah. Which one is that? Uh, um, the one that Date Cardi B? Or? No, no, that's Offset. I don't know. Quit. I don't know the Quave sets. The uh, <laughs> off off take off takes. Quavo's the one that always. Only know Quavo. Everybody's song. Only know Quavo. So I just think he should. Uh, they should like do their own solo shit. I think shit. Take Off and uh, what is it? Takeoff's uh, sister is Quavo's mom or something like that. What? Yeah. Take, take Takeoff's sister. They're all related. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I get a nephew. I think Takeoff is the nephew or something like that. And like, who's older? No, no, no. I think Quavo is the oh. the nephew. Like, I, I, know, I know Takeoff's the youngest though. Takeoff. Is he? Yeah, so it never happened in the white community. I thought. So oh yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense because the mom had. Yeah. Uh, Takeoff's twenty three, and I think. Uh, Takeoff's twenty three. Yeah. Offset. What? Offset and um. Yeah, look it up. He was a senior when I was a, yeah. a, a sophomore. No way he's younger than Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm about to up. Google it. <laughs> he's not. He's not take off? Yeah, look it up. That's okay, the one right. that dates Cardi B, right? Is, no, no, no. Offset. I don't know. No, no. Offset is the one that dates Car- that Car- Cardi B. Cardi B, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Quavo and Quavo and uh, Offset is 26. How old is how He's old is 23. That? Wow. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I mean. That's crazy. He looked the oldest, but he's young. Damn. Wow. That's, yeah, he's usually like the quiet one in the group. Yeah. Then yeah. that was the one that um that said was I left off bad and bougie or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's been through life. Yeah. 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 But Does he have face tattoos? No. Usually face tattoos make you look uh you know. No. Uh, I think Offset and um, Quavo got face tattoos. I don't think Take Off do. No, he doesn't. He just looks old. Yeah, he does. But yeah, it's not what I expected. So. Maybe I have to listen to it ten more times. So I mean, like I kind of went because everyone was just tweeting about it. Yeah. So then I saw somebody talking about uh, that song "Walk It." Oh yeah, I oh, saw like, I saw a clip of that. That's all I posted. That, the one with Drake. That's the, it's the same like, thing over and over. Yeah. Like, yeah, but everyone was just like, "Do you know how bad your song has to be if you have a Drake feature and yeah. Drake's verse didn't save horrible. you?" Yeah. So I listened to it. Now Drake, he could he saved a lot of people's singles. Like, are you, you a Drake, Drake fan? On it, I am a, a, Who are you rooting for during the Meek Mill beef? Because if you choose Drake, we might just have to end this podcast now. I'm not, I'm not from Philly, so I was definitely oh. rooting for Drake. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, if you was from Philly, then you had to see That hurts Meek my heart. Because uh, Meek Mill is, we are Meek Mill. But I think Drake, I I think Drake won, though. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love bro. Drake since Room of Improvement. Like, I've been down for Drake for years, like, mm. for a while. I first got into Drake, but um, pause that. Um, what was that, John? <laughs> Best I ever had. That's when I first listened, started listening to him. Yeah, I was on him before. So, well, right. I Who was that? Jimmy Degrassi. When oh. he played the Paralyzed uh, person. Did, did you see? You got to see the scene. We got uh, shot in the back. That was, yo, that was so funny. I still can't I saw watch that. that. I still can't watch that episode. I, I mean, it's Big Red in slow-mo and got Dang. shot. He could have, he was a bit of dipped and dodged. You got right. Yeah, that was the same thing like, with, um, that was the same thing with Boys in the Hood. What was that called? Yeah, you're a football player. Don't just zigzag or something. It was worse than that because he was running so slow. I was like, damn, Drake. How they do that like that? Like that. <laughs> something, something. I do it like shit. that. He had a bar in there, uh, in that more life. I like. He said he had them dreams since he was Jimmy. I was like, oh, uh, that's, okay. that's clever right there. I like that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm definitely a big Drake fan. Yeah, I like Drake, but we can't. He has a new album coming out too. Yeah. Did you like More Life? Or me or? Uh, Not Gendy. It was a playlist, so I took. Yeah. I liked it for what it was. What does that even mean? Just like I don't know. He just he, he had liked making singles, up different but I, I couldn't listen to it straight through. Like his previous, it was too like, many different. I sounds. could listen to take like I feel like 
Take Care was his best album because So Far Gone was a mixtape, and I love So Far Gone. So I like that too. Yeah, it's my favorite. That that whole thing was popping before they took out certain songs. Mm. Like when it was just a mixtape and they had certain songs on there, I was cool with it. And they took certain things off to make it an album, and I got tight. Mm. But Take Care, as Drake has progressed, like I feel like that's his best body of work because it was consistent. Now what Drake does is he makes sure he stays relevant. So people could yeah. call him trash, yeah, but, but you'll still be singing his songs. Mm-hmm. That's yes. kind of how like Beyonce is. I want people coming for me. I love Beyonce. I love what she does on the scene and behind the scene. I think about more. But she does what she does because she's like, you can hate it now, but you're going to be singing to it in a couple of days, and yeah. that's totally fine. Yeah. I'm going to still cash this check. But more like he just do a bunch of sounds on there to see what catches. Then like I think on the next album he'll focus on whatever was popular from that because he had a bunch of London rappers and he had a Caribbean sound and he's supposed to be working with MF Doom and he's a really big Drake Drake don't like like no MF Doom I don't know I don't know what that would be like (laughs) no I saw it trying to work with Iron Man probably like no listen if he works with him then he's automatically up there because MF Doom is a it'll be cool for a song but I don't want to hear a collaboration yeah I don't what would they it's impossible Drake talk about love. And yeah, MF Doom, yeah. Lyrical, lyrical fire. You never know. You never know. With, with Drake, like, he does. You know, he um, can adapt, but he he takes inspiration. That's where he gets it from. Well, that's what he calls it. That's why some he's hanging out with so many mm-hmm. different people. Some people call him a culture vulture. Even Take Care was, uh, Take Care was, The weekend said he gave Drake 90% of his work for Take Care. So, damn. yeah, that's why I, was, I looked at Take Care differently. I was like, damn, this was a classic. But Abel saying... Like he helped. Yeah, Abel, <laughs> he Abel did. and Aubrey, you know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that was but, that was the beef with um, him and me. That's, that's, mm-hmm. He wasn't writing his own things. From Quinn Miller, and he's calling himself a top five rapper. Yeah, if he didn't see that, I don't think they would have beef. Well, I think he's a great artist, a uh, artist, not a rapper. You know what he is? Yeah, he's, 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 he's a great entertainer. Yeah. That's what it is. He's, he's up yeah, there inter- entertaining. He's number one. Yeah, yeah, when you're number one, you're going to have people yeah, to write for you to meet sales goals and all that jazz. But yeah, The Weeknd did a great body of work on Take Care. Yeah, that was his best album. Yeah. Take Care. I didn't know that was 90%. Oh, you you didn't know that? I I know he wrote some stuff on there. I didn't know 90%. Yeah. That's what he said. That's what The Weeknd said. But why would The Weeknd lie? I hate when people come out like that when they start beefing. Like, Mm -hmm. now, if I'm coming at you some kind of way, you kind of have leverage. Like, you you can come. That's why you got to sound like an NDA when you... The Weeknd injury? What? Over a female, though. Uh-oh. Oh, some fire songs gonna come out. Yeah, yeah. I just don't a bunch of love how songs. Be arguing about the same females when there's so many different yeah, people recycled. in the whole wide world. Like they uh pass around the same Instagram models. Yeah, it's like for what? Like, is it it's really like, that good? Like, I mean, do you really can't be. do you really want it because it's just like go with them because they're, they're uh, because someone looks. else has yeah, it. because of their status, I guess. She look good on good on your shoulder, probably. But she just looked good on ten other dudes' shoulders too. That's in the game. Yeah. And that's why so. a lot of them be coming it's out like single because they be looking for things that aren't really good for them, yeah. or they just want something because someone else had it. Yep. There goes that ego and that pride. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, but he had it, but I'm gonna do better than that. Yeah. Like, but yeah, uh, Bernice, Bernice Burgos, I know you're listening. Um, I'm available. <laughs> it's like no. Uh, yeah, uh, culture too. She's about to be a grandma. Right? She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard her. I heard her real voice. It was really annoying. Uh, she's like from the Bronx or something. Like I never heard heard her talk before. Like? It's annoying. You want to hear it? I mean, I, I might as well play like a chalkboard getting scratched. But <laughs> I'm gonna uh, try to find it on the YouTube's. Uh, I think she's very pretty. Uh, in the meantime, keep talking uh, about culture too while I find. Oh, uh, culture too. Uh, in the meantime, uh, shout out to Internet Auntie. 
Oh yeah, the blog. She just posted about us. Posted a blog. By this, by the time this podcast is out, internet auntie, um, she have a blog posted about us and our thoughts and what we said. And shout out to LA, um, for y'all out listened Philly. Yeah, San Francisco. Oh wow. That was the first time it happened. Usually, uh, we have Philadelphia as our top listeners, but now San Francisco is the top. Um, shout out to San Francisco, the Forty ers the Warriors, the Giants, the um, what else is over there? That's it. That's the only teams. Shout also, out to San Francisco. Uh, oh, yeah. We just do. I'm trying to find Bernice. My hair she is. Mom is just in the studio. I think this is a video. Me being the side chick, ain't nobody gonna be waiting for pussy and waiting to fuck cause just because I'm getting separated. That's not true. Ain't nobody breaking no happy home. Ain't no none of that. Like, that's none of my business. Okay? I'm there for him. Oh, pass around, bitch? Never been a pass around. Play it again? That's her. <laughs> Y'all hear it? That's not true. That it keep repeating. That don't sound like her. I think that's her. That's Bernice Burgos. Man, she looked so gorgeous to sound like a, a bodega owner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Bernice. Yeah. You know. Wait, I'm gonna need to hear that. Why shout out to Dre and Michelle. Like, what? Hold on. You can hear it, right? Wow. Man, I don't see how sound like a, a battle rapper or you know, something. Yeah, huh? on URL. Guess. Yeah, uh, I don't know how Drake. That's a funny combination. Her and Drake when they was together. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he loved her or anything. Just no, a, some arm candy. You know, <laughs> you know Drake loves his arm candy. Shout out to Gigolo. Shout out to who else he date? Uh, he dated like, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like four like four of like girls from Fifth Harmony. Uh, <laughs> who else? Serena Williams. Yeah. Oh yeah, Serena. He definitely did date Serena Williams. <laughs> and she got pregnant. As soon, as soon as they broke up, she got pregnant. Kissing and everything, man. Whoa, that's definitely a throwback. He dated a lot of people. Chill. Mm. Oh yeah, he definitely did date J Lo. Quote unquote date. Transition guy. I feel like with Drake, I feel like he be dating people just so he could sample one of them, so they don't, mm-hmm. you know. They make a make a song, make a song when they break up. Then hit it with some bars. Yeah. Jake Low, how could you do I mean, me that's, so? I, that's why I kind of feel like a lot of artists low. are kind of single. Like for me, I feel like I go through certain situations so I can write about it because mm-hmm. I can't write any happy songs for the life of me because they're Damn. not that they're not genuine, <laughs> but they're corny. Shout so out to like, Pharrell. Uh, <laughs> he wrote the biggest happy song of all time. Right, like when I write things, like when I'm in pain. <laughs> Genius. Or like when I'm literally going through something, it's so much more genuine because at that point I'm not trying. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm just writing. It's therapeutic for me. I'm just, you know, vibing out and just venting in a sense. You can't. I mean, you can vent when you're happy, but it's more so gloating than venting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. Well, one day I'll be able to write a, a pop and happy song. So do you like get writer's block or anything uh, yes. when you're writing? How do you overcome a writer's block? I take a break. Take a break. How long of a break? It depends. It really depends on my mood. Like yesterday. I was in my whole bag, and I wrote mm-hmm. about, like, three songs just because I was in my feelings. But I but I didn't realize they were songs because I was just writing. Like, some, like sometimes if I have a beat on, then I'll start writing to it. But sometimes when I'm really deep in my feelings and I can't go to sleep, like, I'll either, well, some, most of the time I look at my scriptures, but in that moment I got into a kind of nasty argument. So I was just writing about what I was saying to them, what they were saying to me, and I was just going on and on and on. I looked, I'm like, oh, I can make about three songs out of this. Mm. Like, it was just me venting because it was, it was a lot. You know, when you get into an argument with a significant other, it can get a little crazy. Yeah. 
So it's it's motivation. If anything. So are you like dissing like your boyfriend now? If you have a boyfriend? No, I do not have a boyfriend. Are oh, you dissing your ex? Wow. Free God, fair woman. You want to give him a shout out so we can? Uh... Shout out to you. You know who you are. Damn. He listen. He mad right now. Um... <laughs> so yeah, you write all your uh, all your music or? No help. You write the verses, the hooks, everything. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, like, when you let's say you get blew up, would you still write your things? Absolutely. Do you f- take more pride having, in it, or yes, I love having you're not out looking for video. hits or anything. When I first started recording with certain people, like some of them helped me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when I wrote colors, one of my friends helped me with the hook. But you know, I wrote my own verse, and Shaka did his own verse. So as of now, I kind of like being the only person writing on it because you know I got into a bad experience where I was writing with someone and I dropped a song and it was doing really well and we got into an argument off of it so it was a very traumatic experience because I was like dang this supposed to be my friend and now we're beefing over some BS when I thought you know we were all in this together on some high Mm -hmm. school musical stuff and we really weren't it was kind of like they were trying to make a come off off of me because they saw so much in me and they saw so much profit off of me. So just that alone, I'm like, mm, friends of business don't mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so at all. I I really try my best to just make sure that I'm writing everything on my albums, yeah. every song. You have an album out already, or well, just my singles? Album is underway. It's called an Ode to Self: The Missing Piece, and it'll be out in February. Oh, it's itself, the missing tomorrow. piece. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that once you played the song earlier. Is that it was going to come out in February. Yeah. You should do it like on February 16th, as soon as Black Panther drop. Hey, you know. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> right. That's your birthday? I mean, that's, that's cool coming yeah, out with Black, Black Panther. Because yeah. I feel like every time I try, try to, to make a that release date, yeah. yes. Every time I try to make a release date, like, like something, something happens. At this point, I just tell people, like, this is when it's going to come out because then I can actually put in the work and not rush it mm-hmm. so people yeah. I'm just gonna start dropping stuff like Beyonce just be like you have a movie coming soon mm-hmm. is that what is that Western movie, movie. <laughs> yeah <laughs> summer time hopefully summer yeah Duffy's a director tell him about your experiences directing uh, he has a movie coming out he, he's very famous oh for real yeah people treat you different uh, people in the neighborhood treat you different mm-hmm. <laughs> good uh, different and bad different both people that didn't notice me you know Mm-hmm. Notice you now. Like, mm-hmm. It was like a group. Start of checking dudes. your pockets. Yeah. You know? no. like, damn, dudes. that's a nice van hoodie. You, know? <laughs> you ain't had that before. A group of dudes on a bike that never talked oh, about in my life. Now they be calling me little bro. Mm. Some people try to rap in front of me for mm. a podcast. I'm so, it's crazy. Really? I've never been called bro in my life, but now since the, so, since the podcast, like yeah. all bros when you get on the podcast. So it just changed, and that's why. I, but I use you know what I have now for the kids. Really, that's right. what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So. A lot of kids look up to me now. When I dropped the, because it's about my neighborhood too. Okay. So a lot of kids looked up to it, and they said they want to be a part of the movie. So I got a lot of kids that's from my neighborhood inside the movie. That's what's up. So and it's with all Philadelphia artists, all Philadelphia artists, uh, all Philly uh, actors, yeah, all Philly actors. That's yeah, cameraman. So yeah, cameraman. Yeah, coming soon. Um, Shout out to we don't know yet. That's what's up. Yeah, so I'm just trying to change my neighborhood mm-hmm. one step at a time because right. nobody else is trying. So and, and some people, you know. They just go by example, so... Yeah, so that's that's what I, I base myself off of. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have nobody to look up to, like, at all. No uh, guardian, no brother figure, mm-hmm. or nothing. Else. So I had to be the brother figure, mm-hmm. you know? 
for kids to look up to me. So a lot, it's a lot of like I inspire a lot of kids. Like my DMs is crazy. Like I get paragraphs. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. when I I used to uh paint and I used to draw and all oh, that stuff. Oh, you still doing that? No, because nah, I was in art school too. Okay. So that's when it started really, because the kids was like, oh man, you do stuff that nobody else did. Like my old head don't teach me this, and I was like, yeah, I can show you some things. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of kids under my wing right now that want to do something positive with their lives. Don't stop. Like, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's what a lot of people need, just someone to look Yeah, role models. But that's it, crazy. There's it's people hard. out here that broadcast it, but I don't broadcast, like, you would never tell that. I do oh, yeah, like, I do. yeah, like when people, they, they record us up giving a dollar to the homeless. Yeah, one of my homies in college. Like, damn, look at me. When I went to college, one of my homies told me to record him giving money to a homeless man. I just looked at him. I was like, uh... Probably so. ask for the money back after the, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people just do it for the announcement. But like I said, like, when you get that feeling of fulfillment, when you're actually helping people out and helping kids out, like, there's no greater feeling. Like, I don't even care about taking a picture at that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At this point, it's just like that kid smiling. They about to have a great day. They about to go home and tell whoever they mm -hmm. going home to, yo, I just did this with this person, and this is great, and this is awesome, and that's what it's all about. You just yeah. want to make sure kids don't feel what they go through. Mm -hmm. like, I always thank my parents for sheltering me through the hard times. Like, now as you older, you can see that stuff. Whenever your parent lie, you be like, I'm an adult now. I definitely know how you're <laughs> feeling on the inside. Yeah. But as a kid, like, you don't ever want to expose them to things that they can't necessarily handle or control. You just want to always keep them happy. Because this world is so cruel, and it's only getting worse by the day. You just always want to protect the kids and make sure they're they're happy mm -hmm. and they have enough inspiration and motivation to keep moving forward and make a difference. So I definitely give you a lot of kudos for that. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Duffy. Um, Go follow him at Duff no Bear on Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> Uh, his Facebook, he don't give out sometimes. But. <laughs> I mean, if you know my name, then you can just search me on there. I don't talk about nothing. I just uh, repost memes. Damn, you say you know my name in these streets. But Twitter, yeah. uh, Duffalo Bear, Instagram, Duffalo Bear, Snapchat, Duffalo Bear. <laughs> I don't do nothing on Snapchat. I just post pictures of nature now, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been looking at them, John. I was like, yeah, go in the house, baby. <laughs> just outside. Ain't nothing wrong taking pictures of nature. But yeah, it's, it's cool being uh, role models now for kids and stuff. Yeah. We, we uh, usually have, like, kids on here like once a month like they're little rappers and stuff they never had opportunities you know get interviewed by people oh, wow. and you know it's just a nice a thing spot for kids. Like, it's not even funny. yeah like, i love kids the only ones that get on my nerves are the ones i'm related to but it's because we have the same blood running through our veins i'm like i was once like this so i'm gonna yeah. chill out i was in the shoes on for four so i mean you can relate to them it's easier to understand them and where they're coming from so right. you really can't get mad at them mm -hmm. for what they do they just eager they have a whole bunch of energy like sometimes i wish i had the energy of a kid sometimes yeah they be non-stop just doing whatever they do now these yeah. days i don't know like, you want to run with me now i'm gonna sit right over here i'm gonna watch you and make sure you're good i'm gonna get up in about five minutes mm -hmm. though just give me five minutes you gotta stretch make sure you got enough <laughs> yeah. water in your system got your sneakers on <sighs> But I love kids. No, I love That's kids. like the best time of your life, too, huh? No, I love kids. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to say, R. Kelly? Oh, yeah, I was going to say R. Kelly. Yeah, we got to mention R. Kelly did once an episode. Yo, did you see that? It's, a, it's like a tradition there, you know? Yo, did you see that video? <laughs> and he talking about wiping me down, and he got his tongue out. Oh, yeah. Like, he had to, first, he said, like, wipe, wipe my chest, got yeah. all the sweat, and then, like, wipe my tongue. Oh, yeah, yeah, Why would yeah, you ever yeah. need to wipe your that tongue? That was at a concert. Yeah. Yeah, why would you ever need and to wipe your tongue? The lady was definitely doing it. And they keep supporting, dude. Like, he's out here, you know? Yeah. 
He's a creep. Being creepy. I, I love his music, but I don't like him as a person. Oh, no, neither. I just like he got great music, but I'm not going to listen to it no more. Like, he's a great songwriter. I'm gonna mute everything he's saying now, right now. We don't we don't support uh, <laughs> no one support R. Kelly at this point. No, I don't like R. Like, Kelly. Step in the name of love is really my song. Like, remix, like all them love songs. When you hear them, it's just like you're probably talking about a kid. Like, <laughs> most likely, <laughs> yeah, most likely. all his girlfriends is like in, underage. Yeah. All his girlfriends like algebra two class. Or something. I know he just shut outside mm-hmm. of high school let us wait. Yeah, yeah. in that Lamborghini. Oh yeah, definitely. Shout out to Miss Mokowski. Um, that was a hard class. Uh, <laughs> I remember all my all my uh, teachers and like schedules and all that shit. <laughs> Shout out to the teachers that doubted us too. Oh yeah. Shout out I remember in ninth grade they said you'll never have a podcast. Uh, look at us now. It's like no. <laughs> Like you said you wanted to it's like so that's so specific. You will never have a podcast. I never had a teacher like that. It's, it's crazy as um, adults out there yeah, that uh, say you'll never be anything in life. Yeah. I had a lot of positive teachers. Like my um Yeah, you gotta be a psycho I had for eleventh and twelfth grade. Shout out to Mrs. Lowe. She gave me the nickname uh Destined for Grammy Greatness. That's a long I had a teacher named Miss Mo. Yeah, we were playing we were playing a game. I forgot what we were playing. We were versing the seniors at the time. And like seven up game or something? No, it was <laughs> it wasn't Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader. It was some big competition to make more money for like our classes in general. Mm-hmm. So I went up with another one of my fellow classmates and we versed two seniors. So everyone got a nickname and her nickname for me was Destined for Grammy Greatness because we used to go. Oh to yeah, I seen that you post a hashtag with that. Mm-hmm. So ever since what two thousand and eleven, that's been my nickname. It's so, also my Tumblr name. Is that goal of yours? Get a Grammy? Absolutely, I definitely see myself getting a lot of Grammys. Next year, or how long before you think you'll when be sitting next to Adele and Rihanna <laughs> and um, Ed Sheeran and somebody? We'll see. I definitely believe I'll be at the Grammys next year. Next year? Mm-hmm. So you got to drop, yeah, you got to drop sign yep. in February. You got to send it to the board. They're probably going to vote Hopefully for it. See it. If it's in God's will, it's going to happen. What's Hopefully Bruno Mars don't drop an album because, you know, he'll take over everything. Who knows? I might even work with Bruno. You got to speak things into existence. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Speak things into existence. This podcast is going to take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to dunk a basketball in one year. I can dunk, but just not, just not. I can't dunk with authority. With authority. I just got to like you know jump up like a little kid. And that was random. That was random, but you know. Shout Gotta speak it into right. existence, yeah. No, seriously, you really do have to speak positive things yeah. to existence because you people really speak things to existence without even thinking about it. Like for example, I said, Oh, my birthday, I'ma get turned up, blah, 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 and I definitely got turned up way too much more than I thought I was going to. Mm. So I'm like, you gotta be careful with what you he say. He spoke something to existence too on Facebook. What I say? Uh the post from last year said I'm gonna have a podcast. Oh, I said I'm gonna make a podcast about podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was going to make one, but like... I didn't. I didn't know what a podcast was until uh, he presented it to yeah, me. Yeah, I only know because I used to listen to podcasts. Yeah. And I said, he said, you want to be in a podcast? I said, yeah, I didn't know what a podcast was. So I was like, yeah, you know what? And then, that's why we capitalized off what we have now. Mm-hmm. Because since I didn't know what a podcast was, I know a lot of people in Philadelphia don't know what one is. So yeah, it's like untapped really market. Yeah, so you can just branch out. For the youth out there. So, yeah. Shout out to podcasters. Right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what else was I about to say? Oh, yeah, you had a project dropping in uh, February. Mm-hmm. What was the title of that again, and what platforms will it be on? It's called An Ode to Self, The Missing Piece. It'll be everywhere. Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify. It'll be everywhere. 
Or I'll uh, stream it. If it. Is it going to be on Amazon Music? That's what I have. It should be. Okay. Yeah, I'll stream it from there. What's your Instagram name for everybody? It's Damn Gertie Hot. <laughs> I know. I didn't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> it was my AIM name in the seventh grade, so I've had this name for about 11 years. <laughs> Damn. Damn Gertie Hot. Oh, yeah. I was Duff No Bear for about five years. <laughs> That's all my social media. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. So it's Damn Gertie Hot. D A. M-N-G-E-R-D-I-E, hot. Are you speaking hot and what? What's your Instagram? No. <laughs> not ending the episode, uh, but... Uh, oh. I was Lydia. Saying, uh, Lydia Joy J on everything. And then Lydia, if you want to follow my... I told you that was her. Uh, music one, Joyce's Productions. It's J-O-Y-S-I-S-P-R-O-D. Joyce's Prod. Prod. Yeah, Prod. You said Productions. Yeah, Prod, Prod. And uh, you know the feds are watching the other one, yeah. Which is uh. All right, we have like random questions. Uh oh, I hope they're not anything crazy. I mean, I'll still answer them though. Yeah, uh, this is from uh. Auntie. Yeah, yeah, internet auntie. Yeah, got some questions from her. That's a popping name. Yes, it's funny. She was showing us love all week without asking us, and she's not even from the East Coast. So, Where's she from? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, wow. Oh, hello, Internet Auntie. Hey, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> Have the Internet. Um, question one. Is chivalry dead to you? No. Why or why not? All right. I've experienced it myself. I, I think it's not as prominent, but it's still there. Wait, so chivalry. So what do you think about chivalry? And is it... Still here. I think I answered that question on the blog, which y'all can go check it out on internetauntie.com. But uh, I said it's really about perspective. It's who you are and how you perceive things. Uh, I don't know. I don't really care for it. I never, I've never. seen it, but I haven't, it wasn't done to me. So, uh, oh, you ain't got nobody opening your doors for you? Nope. Oh. I open my own doors. <laughs> Damn. That's a bar right there. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a double meaning, by the way, too. <laughs> You gotta create your own opportunities. Don't uh, wait for some. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, respect women at all costs. Yeah. This what this podcast. It's highly is. important. That's the foundation of the podcast. Uh huh. Women and respect. Exactly. Uh, question number two. I'm trying to read. All right. Uh, what's the simple thing you admire the most that you feel goes unappreciated? <laughs> I love people being completely honest to me because I've had a lot of people be around me that like tell me what I want to hear and I don't need any more yes men in my corner I need people to really hold me accountable for my actions and really tell me off if I'm not being mm-hmm. my true self mm-hmm. yeah that's important because we uh, trapped in that same bubble we mm-hmm. won't be able to grow Mm-mm. you just be stuck in because people going to keep telling you yes so you're going to think it's okay to it's going to be, what be a downfall for them mm-hmm. they just hang around you for mm-hmm. their personal gain then somebody tell you no you think they're hating or something like that yeah so, a lot of people so. just like people being like oh yeah that's cool mm-hmm. <laughs> you go should I wear this striped shirt and uh, polka dot pants yeah, yeah go don't, ahead don't have me out here looking <laughs> crazy <laughs> like if you're really my homie love yourself even my guy friends would be like I think you should change and even though I'll get tight in that moment I'll be like alright let me go change real quick Cause maybe it might be too cold outside, and then I'm anemic, so like I'm not trying to give you my sweater because I'm cold too. So make sure yourself, <laughs> make sure you're prepared. But yeah, I really think people don't appreciate honesty anymore because now it's more of a, you know, tell me what I like to hear because yeah. I don't want to feel like this. 
instead of tell me what I need to hear because I need to grow. Yeah, it's way more important. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you find yourself being realistic or optimistic most of the time? A mixture of both. I have my moments. Yeah, I mean, you speak things to existence a lot, so. Mm-hmm. I'm very optimistic, but I know when it comes down to the nitty gritty, like, I had to get myself together. Like, okay, Gendy, you got to do this at this efficient time. I could be lazy sometimes, too. Like, my optimism will get to the It's like human nature to put things uh, to the yeah. side. Yeah. So it's definitely a mixture of both. Because I could be optimistic, like, during the day, and then I could be really realistic at night. So I'm just going to say a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you optimistic or realistic? I'm realistic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> keep it real. You? How about you? You got to keep it real. Uh, I'm realistic, you know. Because yeah. when you, like, most of the time you're optimistic, your hopes get yeah, hopes too high and like, you get shot down. That's why by uh, white police officer. our goals are very realistic and we're surpassed our goals for the podcast. Yeah, we didn't put anything out of the, Crazy like, you old, know. Yeah, we need a, a million listens. We just said, what, uh, how many, 20? I don't even know. It was, it was back in the summertime, but yeah. yeah. yeah we had put a goal like, damn, we need to get Gertie on the podcast. And, uh, and we on January 27th, 2018, yeah. and it happened, you know? You just got to speak things to existence. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Uh, what, what is something you'd fix in a black community regarding the upbringing of children? Question mark. Unity, because it takes a village. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's it? I wrote it on the blog. I can go read it later, but. <laughs> I said basically, um, the parents have to love each other, and you know, and it'll, it'll uh, trickle down to the kid. Because usually, uh, uh, you know, people have sex and they don't really love each other. Then the, the the father dips, and raised by a single mother, can't really control the kid, and you know that kid goes down a downward spiral. Mothers be dipping of too, like, a I mean, that rarely happens, but it's just like but it's just like culture now as to be like a single mom and just like leave your. Leave your kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I think would help uh, black children. Just having two parents, you know, raising them correctly, being uh, financially uh, prepared as well. Because when you don't have money, it's going to be harder to raise a kid to your ideal American standards of, you know, yeah. being out here. Uh, do Fifth question is the last one. Do you feel as if you're supported by close friends and family? Uh, do they... Yeah, just ask, answer that question. Do you feel you're uh, supported by your friends and family? Or do they hate you or anything? Or? <laughs> um, I definitely feel like my closest friends are my family. So they definitely support me along with my blood relatives. Mm. And shout out to people that don't really know me that really be supporting me. Because I genuinely do appreciate it. Like sometimes... People would just randomly hit me up on Twitter, like IG, like, hey, like, we don't really speak, and I don't know you, but you doing your thing with your music, don't stop. And sometimes that means the world to you, because, you know, you have people that you think you're close to, and they don't really support you in all your endeavors, and that, that used to bring me down a lot. Like, I used to see people get all this, you know all this glory yeah. and people were like shouting them out and reposting stuff for them and I always wondered like how come nobody really supporting me and I'm over here breaking my back supporting other people but it's just you know you got, like I said it all comes down to being very confident in yourself and not comparing yourself to others just always trying to be a better you so shout out to my very closest friends because those are my second family members mm. 
And shout out to my family, mom, pops, Judson, the whole Kipper clan. Shout out to y'all. Have you ever had like a family member tell you to uh, pursue like a you know a standard American job and not mm-hmm. chase your music career? You I said you're going about, for like political science, you right? Uh, no psychology. Oh, psychology. I'm sorry. I've had a lot of family. I get those mixed up a lot. It's okay. I've had a lot of family members. Like I said, because I come from an African culture, a very traditional one, a lot of people felt like it was a waste of time. There was a point in time where. It's not that my dad didn't support me. He just didn't want anyone to take advantage of me. Because yeah. I used to get so mad at him. I'm like, I get my vocals from you. Why mm-hmm. don't you support me? Like, my mom, God, I love you, mommy. She could sing. Mm-hmm. But my dad, <laughs> my dad is really the singer. Mm-hmm. So when my mother would support me more than him, I used to get so mad. I'm like, how come mommy is on board and you're not? Mm-hmm. And now being older... If I would have, let's say I would have got signed when I was 18, I would have got taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. People would have took money from me. I would have been. <laughs> shout out R. Kelly, you know, he had a. We're not shouting R. Kelly on that. That's what he did. He got a whole mansion with just like, uh, yeah, just yeah. locked in there. But that's what it is. Like, free y'all, free y'all to go ahead. see the potential in mm-hmm. you, and then they eventually want to try to sign you so they can make money off of you. I'm trying to make my own coins. Like, yeah. I don't need nobody taking nothing from me. I have no problem working with people. Okay. People are trying to get in the game independently. And, you know, Chance the Rapper really inspired me to do that. Because once I saw that he got those three Grammys being independent, I'm like, oh, hey, you can do that. be on and popping, right? Yeah, he was recording from his school. Love That's what I'm saying. Like, you just never know. But the industry is very, very crucial. Yeah. They use people. They, they chew you up and spit you right out once you know you don't taste good no more. Yeah, don't so, look good no more. so you're going to stay independent the rest of your career, even though it's going to be like a harder path to get to the Grammys? And I always say if it's in God's will, it'll be done. So we'll see where my journey takes me because I genuinely don't know. It yeah. could be easier. It could be harder. Just got to take it day by day and keep grinding. And I'm going to keep recording and keep posting music and I'm going to keep doing shows and we take it from there. Yeah, um, I'm going to win a Grammy one day. Yeah, I'm speaking into existence. <laughs> Get like us, um, right. you know, uh, Amber Rose got a Grammy, right? Oh yeah, I'm a. I'm What's nice. she got a Grammy for? Um, you remember the Kanye West song? Uh, she did a snippet. It was like a uh, "You Ain't Got No Yeezys in Serato," uh, and Yeezys. obviously that that's the uh, album won a Grammy. I think that was a uh, dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. yeah, and she got a, a she got a writer's song. Grammy or something. Well, she was portrayed in a video as a bird, so it was a very strange video. But yeah, Amber Rose got a Grammy, so anybody can get one now, apparently. Yeah, I'm telling you, people behind the scenes really be making bank. Oh yeah, like, they make the most money. Mm-hmm. That's what it's really about, mm-hmm. being behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are trying to learn how to do a lot on their own. So if you need some songwriters, uh, tell them, hit me up. Oh yeah, I definitely can rap. I just don't want to, you know, be a rapper, but I got some bars. If y'all want to uh, pur- if y'all want to purchase yeah, something, yeah, I exactly. I used to sell it in college. It was oh, a sell lyrics. check it out. <laughs> <laughs> like you, like I used to sell drugs or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, say I used to sell. He didn't say I sell, that. I, sell, I, sell, I used to sell English. Yeah. Like damn, uh, sell, it's like a two hours. Yeah. But yeah, what's our ad names again? We can uh, end this show. Damn Gertie Hot, everywhere. <laughs> damn Gertie Hot. Uh, our second <laughs> guest we have Lydia. You said and go to again. Uh, yeah, Lydia Joy J or Joyce's P R O D. Everywhere. And that's productions. Uh, Duffy, Duffy, you want to go and give yours? Duff no beer. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 
forgot this thing, but go ahead. I'm mean, gonna do that over. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you can keep keep it rolling. Yeah, Duffalo Beer on Instagram, Twitter. That's uh, what you came here to do. But I got a Tumblr on Snapchat. You got a Tumblr? Yeah, I, I used to that. post my graphic design uh, pieces on there. And that's, that's all. Hey, you can follow me, warlock.smrc. Uh, well, yeah, we have uh, singers with us. Um, that's what they obviously came here to do. Sing or rap if you like to rap. Uh, if you brought some instruments with you, you can play the, the trombone if you have one in your pocket right the now. The triangle. Yeah, the triangle. That's, that's my favorite instrument. Yeah. I really I like, want to learn how to play the saxophone. I love the sound of the saxophone. Sax. I want to play uh, guitar, but I just don't be having the time to, uh, you know, learn. My mom actually has one. I'm, I'm trying to teach myself. Cause mm. my, my brother broke the string, and uh, she finally fixed it. So one day she came home. She was like, why is my string broken? Justin, you touch my guitar? No. Don't lie to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to learn. I used to play piano, but I'm not, I'm not as efficient as I once was, like, eight years ago. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, you can start singing if you like. Oh God, you're not gonna play a beat or something. <laughs> I didn't know a lot of singers uh, sung the beats like rappers or something. Oh my God. Yeah, bro, play that. I thought she was going to play that uh, Freeway uh, 2003. <laughs> play that old Jada Kiss beat, you know. Oh God, what should we sing? The Wu Tang Clan. What I want to sing to? I don't know. Oh goodness. We could do Keep On to Keep It Easy. I know Various Storms and Saints. My favorite song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song. I probably can't handle that uh, Florence watch. Uh, What'd you say? Huh? Can't handle what? I'm, I'm typing in the song, can't handle, uh, it's like, no. <laughs> All right, what song y'all want to uh, rap to? I mean, sing to? I said rap. I said, you could do keep on acapella. Oh, acapella? I was, I was getting ready to put a song up. Oh, I didn't either. Y'all like Kelani? Y'all like her? Not really, but. Oh, my God. Oh, you'll like it when we sing. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess she cool. <laughs> Um, is she soulful? Does she have a soulful voice? Yeah. She does. Does she? Yeah. Y'all thought she was corn. Mr. Telephone Man and shake the table. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no. Nah, we're not going to shake the table today. Not gonna go. no, 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 no. <laughs> have you heard of uh, Division? Yes. Yeah. They have a, that project was nice. You guys know Beyonce? <laughs> yeah, let, let him play a beat. Let him play a beat. I mean, I'm ready. I, I got to go ahead, go to play, play. Play, play some. Off. All right. I'll what beat you, bro. The block is hot or some shit. I don't know. You, you, can, play, you can play a hip hop beat, a soul beat. I mean, she's the freestyler. <laughs> I am not. So you go off. You're lying. You can freestyle too. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> y'all freestyle or y'all? It's like a play. Y'all rapping or singing? No, it's sing style. I got some. I got some hot beats. No, I don't be. I call it sing style, and I really just be singing to like hip hop some, beats uh, and stuff. <laughs> I'm waiting for y'all. <laughs> I said you can put on whatever. Dang, whatever. Okay. You ask me to sing, you choose the beat. First time ever uh, freestyle singer. We never had that before. <laughs> Probably the first time on earth. Like, never happened. Um, it's kind of like, you know how Janae Aiko be singing to... and rapping? That's what I kind of do. You listening to, uh, to Janae Aiko? Big Sean's sister? <laughs> Why are you calling her his sister? Don't disrespect I thought they were related. No, they are not. They both like five foot two and shit. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to. What's popping? Y'all like Taylor Swift? Um, <laughs> we were talking about this in the car. We definitely were talking Taylor about Swift. Taylor Swift, Endgame. I'm gonna play Endgame. That's a good song. Uh, beat, I guess. Um, I, I definitely don't like Taylor Swift. I don't even guess. Some Maxwell on probably. Maxwell's so sexy. Some Amy Schumer. <laughs> 
Pretty Wings is my song. No, y'all can't even use this song. Have you heard that new song, uh, Lake by the Ocean? Mm-mm. That was a great song. Pretty Wings will always be top five for me. Because yeah. it was just like... Oh, no, that's D'Angelo. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's not my song. I really don't know what be like. <laughs> I'm just in here. Do y'all want a fake love? By who? I was saying Candy do fake love. Who's fake love by? Drake. Drake. Yeah, oh. oh. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. Drake instrumental. Okay. We're deciding on this beat right here. What about uh, Jill Scott? Because as soon as I click on it, I'm not Jill going Scott back. Scott. You like Golden? I love Golden. Uh, you can play that uh, Golden by Jill Scott. All right, finalize, right? Down on my freedom. As soon as I type in Jill Scott. I'm not yeah. going back to type like Kelly Rowland or somebody. <laughs> All right, Jill oh Scott. All right, what song do I want to do? Bro, I'll play. I'll play. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Scott, this is the Scott final one. one. All right, Erica on and off, Erica on and on. That beat okay. is so hot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You do the instrumental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we finally made up our mind. <laughs> I'm about to go back on this. Like, oh my god, we took like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I know. Shout out to our Japan listeners. I know you mad right now. Oh. <laughs> Play some K-pop. They, or they, said they, they said they banned hip hop culture. Oh no, it was in China, but China, China, China. China. Yeah. But they, they banned tattoos. How do you ban tattoos? Oh, well, on TV. For being on the screen, yeah. But yeah, Japan they had the best game shows over there. Um, Wait, so very they entertaining. Banned, they banned tattoos off TV so and hip hop. Yeah, they just don't want to promote it to their citizens. So can people still get tattoos? Yeah. Most likely, but, uh, but you can't. It won't be broadcasted because they think like I think toxic or something. Like What's that? our country called? Capital, um, capitalist or? I forgot what it was called. Industrial? Um, no, it communists, I think. Oh. I think that's what they are. And they, they can't even have internet over there or they can't like have full access to that's it. That's why North Korea sucks, man. They don't know what year they're in. They're their own, um, they're their own place, people, yeah. yeah. Very strange over there. Because uh, I'm gonna just mind my business here and they Because yeah, if they you take if you take away the leader, they just gonna go wild over there, you yeah. know. Like Dennis Rodman. They're gonna find out what YouTube is. Oh yeah, Dennis Rodman said he's a nice man, but can't trust a guy with uh, nose with rings. Kind of, <laughs> Why not? People trusted uh Tupac. Oh, shut me up. Right. So I'm just playing. I'm just playing this article. Well, listen, did you watch Juice though? I'm just playing this article about Juice. You, you, you couldn't trust him in Juice. You couldn't trust him. So how's he? And he was a good actor. And what you say? If you can believe the actor, then yeah, I didn't like him in Juice either. Like so, you really killed your friends. Yeah. May God I never so, seen I'm Juice, so uh, yeah. So at the Juice. So at the Juice, I would never trust Tupac. Who was Lisa Bonet dating back in the day? Lenny Kravitz. We can trust him. Kravitz. Oh, he want to be wearing uh, two pound scarves and shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he kind of trusted. Like, actually, he cool. <laughs> I don't think he did anything crazy. Oh. Right? Not that I know. Who was heading over nose ring? Uh, Chris Brown. Uh, everybody go oh. do all the lists of nose rings. Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, definitely can't trust Chris yeah. Brown. Um, Who else had nose rings? Jordan has earrings, but he don't have a nose ring. Yeah, uh, Jordan not for the culture though. Yeah, he he don't like black people like that. He donates to prisons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you didn't know that. Yeah. Let me go to like he, top. He Bob prisons. Top celebrities all the time with no nose rings. We are gonna go through the list. Stay woke. Oh my God. Yeah, stay woke. Jordan, I hate Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, he, you know he, he don't like black people. That's so crazy. Allegedly, story, allegedly, it's a lot of stories of celebrities. I mean, you when can just said, look at his jeans. Him, they just looked at him like I don't want to take, take a picture with you. That's so crazy because he definitely joined. Uh, Black have you seen his pants? Really? He's a cute That's what I'm about to say. Like, <laughs> have you seen that man's pants? His jeans? He, he can't dress. Yeah. Like, 
Okay. He's just like a golfer. Listen. No, I knew I, from what I always read, like he was very arrogant. Yeah. Every time he go to like his children's uh, mm-hmm. productions and stuff, basketball games, like he be high off his behind. But hey, he got more money than me. I'm just I trying mean, yeah. to make Jordan. Man, he's not for the people. You got six rings, you can, you know. Jordan not for the people, man. Coming out with the same shoes every year. All right, yeah. we probably go to the list of uh, top celebrities all time with those rings. Right. We got Miley Cyrus coming in at 45. What happened to her? Are we yeah. talking to men? About men? Or just women? Uh, it's just that celebrities. I'm a, Okay. All right. I'm going through all 45, so uh, cool. get comfy. Cool. 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 I, lo- I love Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, me too. Shout out to Hannah Montana, but uh, you know, the coke <laughs> had to spiral down. Keep up with us. Alyssa Milano. Who is Alyssa Milano, whoever like, that is. I like Alyssa Milano. She's not She's a singer? She's no, not. she's an actress. Oh. What movie is she uh, starting? Uh, she was on a TV show, right? Yeah, she... What was the TV show called? No idea. Maybe I watched it. Exactly. No, it was... Um, That's why she's number 44 on that she list. Was a girl. Uh, she's Charmed, right? Yeah, oh. it was Charmed. Uh, I've never seen it. I heard of it, but, She did you know. a show in the 80s, too. I don't remember the show. Uh, I she was a TV. Doesn't she do the sad commercials, the animal commercials? Yeah, that was Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, that was That's the person who sang it, but Alyssa Milano would be the one narrating. Oh, really? Reba McIntyre or somebody. Christina Aguilera. I love Christina. Yeah, we do. Always supporting her at the podcast and show show. Josh Stone. Who? Josh Stone. It's not Josh, but two S's. I don't know who this is. She's, um, is she from the U.K.? Um, England, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a singer. She's a, I think she's a ginger? Um, yeah, she's kind of redheaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a very soulful voice. She gives me Jesse J vibes. Well, Jesse oh. J gives me her Nicole Richie got a nose ring. Oh. Didn't know that. Shout out to Nicole Richie. Uh, Lionel, Lionel Richie. Uh, <laughs> niece or some shit. That's his daughter. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about pop culture. I need mean to press you. But <laughs> uh, Demi Lovato. Oh, shout out to Demi Lovato. I love Demi Lovato. She got Demi. strong chin. I would thought she'd be <laughs> higher on the list. She no, Demi, like, Demi's up there. We like, love Demi. She came from Disney Channel. Yes. Oh. So do we. Yes. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, you know, coming in at a smooth 20. American Idol? Okay. Yes or mm-hmm. no? Yeah, American Idol. She was the first one. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And Ru- Ruben started was second. I think he went oh, up again. Uh, Clee Aiken. He used to call my cousin. Man. Shout out Clee Aiken. Huh? Oh yeah. Kesha has a very nice nose ring. Kesha. I'm, I'm surprised people well, got a list. She's still relevant. <laughs> TikTok. Oh, you got a little vocals on you. I heard it. Oh, uh, you know. Um, be out here. Uh, I don't know who this is, so I'm gonna skip her. Um, it's really a list on like nose rings and shit. Are y'all ready to sing? So yeah, I got the I got the beat loaded up. You start off a little. Oh, pink has a nose ring. <laughs> oh, why not think of pink? I oh, love pink. She's I not problematic. Pink. I, I trust pink. pink a lot. Love pink. The color, not the singer. People used to think she was black, but I used to watch the videos. I'm like, oh, she got some soul. Right. Are y'all ready? Yep. I'm starting now. You got headphones? Uh, yeah, I got him in. Okay. Exclusive. World premiere. Shall I turn it up? Yes. Feeling 
so divine I cannot lie. I want a podcast with my girls and I'm talking about me. I'm chilling, I'm singing on Badu's popping beat. Can't nobody tell me my about my myself. Life. Can't nobody tell me my what my I'm doing. This is a freestyle right off the dome and I'm just singing what's on the chrome and on 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 That's all y'all get. I thought y'all going to have something written before but y'all actually freestyled it. Uh, shout out for the. Uh, the... Like, I'll buy one for you. I'll buy one. We'll be here for another hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We definitely nice. be here for another. Do y'all hour. do that a lot? Just um, you know, off the top. Yeah, all we just be vibing all the time. Any recording that we have together, it's all freestyle. Mm-hmm. Do y'all have songs together or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Can I? Where can we listen to it? SoundCloud. All right. Uh, I'll type it in now. Subscri- uh, follow y'all. Hold on. All right. What's your uh, SoundCloud name? Mine is Damn Curdy Hot also. You could type okay. in Gendy or Damn Curdy Hot. And then hers is Joyce's Productions. Mm-hmm. And also Lydia J. Doe, right? Yeah, we could go off of Joyce's. Either way, if you find one of ours, you'll find another one. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Back yeah, to that nose ring list. Um, wish that you guys uh, follow <laughs> us on SoundCloud, too, uh, and iTunes. Thank you. you. Oh, yeah, if y'all have iPhones... Uh, Go to the podcast app, you know, type in the, the podcast and chill show. You can subscribe. You can even read, too. I mean, you can donate whatever you have in your wallets. Yeah. Uh, we're always uh, willing to take your money, you know. Give it 50 cents. Exactly. Uh, Got to keep the lights on, you know. <laughs> Damn Dirty Hot. Or SoundCloud. Okay. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Highly appreciate it. Yeah. Each person is, uh, is a stepping stone. Yeah, one by one, you know. Yeah, one by one. That's all it is. Appreciate every listen. Mm-hmm. Listen. Appreciate you having us here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, to the people listening, you know, they showed up an hour late. No, they dragged it. Listen, we are about Here come the excuses. Well, that's Sign. not an excuse. Go ahead. Go ahead. We come from two hours away, and there was traffic. There was traffic. Shout out to ESU, too, man. A lot yes. of students from ESU was on there. Yes, to my, my fellow warriors. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. Keep fighting. You gonna graduate, you gonna make it. Tell you, we drown without these women. This school does not care if we're there or not. Nope. All right? They're like, as long as we got your money, it's fine. Right. <laughs> Black and women are the future, man. Listen. That's, that's what I'm saying. Listen. What do y'all think about uh, sex dolls, you know, overtaking women <laughs> as a whole? Do y'all think y'all got like five years left on Earth, but and before we, you know... I'm going to be honest with you on this one. Uh, I don't know. It's looking kind of rough. It's kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like rough no. here, man. Y'all, the only thing they don't provide is emotional support. Man, but, and y'all so, need that. Right? So. Yeah, yeah, we do need that. But listen. Is that sex dog going to hold you after y'all done? Listen, I mean, eventually, after a few updates, you know. Everything's possible. And the update three, man. Yeah, yeah iPhone could, used to never had a screenshot feature, but now look at it now. Yeah. I'll go ahead. I'm not right. competing with no doll. Right. I'm not no way. I'm not competing with nobody. The only Listen. competition I have is myself. Myself. Yeah, right. I like that. And that's it. If you want to you wanna have fun with a sex doll? I know you're seeing those tweets, though. I know you're seeing uh, like a lot of black women going at it against these sex dolls so on Twitter. 
they like, like they really triggered him. It's really crazy. Like, <laughs> like he was like, uh, he can't provide for you. Why are you really comparing yourself to a sex doll? Like we know it. <laughs> Clearly, you don't gotta be mad. That's why I said it all comes down to the confidence. Yeah. Like now, if you want a sex doll to decide, I would w- I would prefer whoever I'm with to go to a sex doll and cheat on me with a, a person because I like I will hurt you. <laughs> So you rather you rather cheat with the? I'd rather neither. <laughs> you said rather cheat with a person than like, not. Okay, let's say let's say when I when I'm famous, right? And let's say I'm in a relationship, right? And I can't get to my dude, and he might want something. You want to have it with a sex doll? I prefer you having a yeah. sex doll. I'm not I'm not gonna see you for a couple months. Now, yeah, if you can't handle a long distance relationship, then we could break up, and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But that's just like. Girls with vibrators and dildos. Yeah, I was saying the same thing, man. All electronics. I just think they're taking the sex dolls way too far. Because I know these just the have the, the piece. Yeah. I just think having the whole body is doing a whole I mean, they now cost like 2000 Yeah, now you're stressing because she missed her update. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Right, yeah. you selling the old sex doll stuff and all your friends are on the new sex doll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's just not like, up to date. And you can't relate. So right. pregnant. You can't relate. <laughs> you <laughs> you got a feature? No, I don't. Yeah. I didn't. Maybe the stories yet. filled up that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> got a 4S uh, robot. <laughs> I just think sex dolls <laughs> are creepy. Yeah, you, you, got a, you got a flip robot? <laughs> right, like you're really gonna start clowning like, yeah, like talking about your sex doll ain't thick enough. Like that's weird. That's so weird to me. Like, they're really about to do Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, what mind you got, bro? Right. Talk about different features that the one has or what kind of costume it has. Like, it's just... Yours kill about your feelings? Yeah, nigga. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Mine's don't. To to each its own. To each its own. Man, it's the generation we in. Uh, somebody gonna make, marry a sex doll by the end of twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, Our definitely gonna happen. I hope they're happy. They are gonna be happy. Yeah, I I wanna go to the wedding. I don't think I would want to, but like. It's gonna be like. <laughs> I was never computers one. Computers and shit. <laughs> computers and chairs. That's, your, that's who you bring in with you. You got yeah. iPhones, your date. It's really crazy. 2018 is different, man. Yeah, anything's possible, man. Every, anything is possible. Yeah, like, uh, what? Who won the uh, woman? Oh, woman was, of the Year. Yeah, Woman of the Year. When she won, or he won? Kaylin. Uh, she identifies a woman, so I respect her. So, but. When he won as a <laughs> as a woman, I was like, damn, like there's really no hope for the future out here. But I love everybody though. Remember that? Yeah, how you choose him over like Serena? Yeah, man, beautiful black you know, you queens, got... man. Like I said, everyone has Taylor Swift preference. Yep. If you want a sex doll, get one. Yeah, have fun with your computer. Yeah. Yeah. she's not going. She's not she going to provide malfunction. for you. Yeah, she is going to malfunction. She's not going to hug you at night. Exactly. When the bills is getting paid, she's not going to say, let me, let me tell you. She's going to sit there and stare at you. She yeah, in the corner. Blink. She don't even blink until the update come. But she don't <laughs> right. even blink. The only thing, you know, no emotions. You got to plug your USB. You got charger every night. <laughs> come on now. And like, are you really going to have enough energy to get up and charger after you're done doing what you're doing? Well, let's be honest. So you got to charge in the day, right? Yeah. A lot of unnecessary <laughs> work. But like I said, to each its own. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Uh, shout out to R. Kelly again and uh, Nose Rings. Uh, shout out to Amy Schumer. We love you here at the podcast show. Uh, shout out to R. Kelly. He made classic hits, but you know, you gotta stop hitting on girls, little girls, because that's not right, man. You've been doing it for the longest, but uh, everybody still supports you. I don't know how you still getting support. He's getting support because he's not necessarily helping the black community out. No. He's not even taking away, like, 
you can you can see R. Kelly in a white van. Like, you really can see. Yeah, that. he's not making I any opportunities yeah. for African Americans. Supposedly he is. Cause, uh, if he is, then they would have already put the, him in jail. They would have had him in the courtrooms like they had Bill Cosby. What did they say? You had to sign off to send your daughter to his house? Yeah, the recent uh, thing. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, Hold him there against their will. He was promising him uh, fame mm-hmm. and to live in his house. Yeah, the parents signed him off. Yeah, and the parents had to sign a waiver. And there was a lot of girls there, so there was a lot of parents that don't care about their kids. But uh, They want the money because they got the money. Yeah, chasing money. Chase some money, money, then you get a quarter shower. Evil. All evil. Yes, it is. Right. Anything else y'all want to say? The love of money is the root of all evil. That's yes. what it said. Mm-hmm. All right. No more thoughts. Uh, you know. Thoughts. No more uh, shout outs y'all want to give. Yeah, I'll give my shout out. Uh, shout out to everybody that listens. We appreciate every single one of y'all. Uh, the podcast website will be up again when we find a direction we're going to. Shout out to uh, all the countries listening to us. Everybody. Shout out to your mom if she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all. That's all. All right. Y'all good? Uh, yeah. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Big shout out to everybody who's listening. And stay tuned for more of Gendy. Stay tuned to more Joyce's production. That's it. Stay tuned. 2018 is the year of prosperity for everyone. Yeah. And make sure you go check out our latest <laughs> blog <laughs> or internetauntie.com because shout out to her, man. From LA. Yeah, um, how'd you get uh, started with your music career? And um, let's start from the top. <laughs> Where were you? Hey, so we just want to thank you guys for, you know, sticking around and listening to foolishness we like to call the podcast and show show. And remember to rate and review this episode. Let us know what you think, you know. I'm not tired. You won't like it. We don't really give a f. We don't care. Check back next Friday for a brand new episode. But in the meantime, listen to the previous uploads available now online. Look for all serious, come on. All serious, come on.